And I think I have always appreciated a well-organized, well-presented set of data. Imperial Scrolls of Honor podcast. I'm Josh Bolin. And I'm Jay Backstrand. And we're going to be bullshitting about the formative years of console gaming as we revisit the periodicals that covered it again. This is a game app going down uh, in this bitch. Tonight we're bantering about our playthroughs of Mega Man 2 for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Yeah. And yeah, the emulation disclosure on that uh, little ditty is I emulated on Nestopia on my PC with an NES Advantage plugged in through my Tomy USB adapter. Jay, how did you play this fucker? I emulated through OpenEMU on my Apple Mac with the normal NES controller plugged into the USB. Nice, nice. Uh, please rate and review the podcast. And to get things rolling here, Jay, what are you playing now? Oh, man. I finally finished Horizon Zero Dawn. So excited, man. Such a blast. Like, cannot recommend that game enough. Um, moved on Astrobot Rescue Mission on the PS4 VR. Have you played it? No. Oh. You got that PSVR rolling the ears, downloading shit left and right, aren't you? Dude. <laughs> well, it came with like five games, and like oh. those five games are absolutely amazing. And this game is like, it's basically like a 3D VR Mario type of game. And like, it's just, it makes excellent use of the VR where you feel like you're you're in the game. You have to get up to move around to like see around corners to move this little guy and rescue these robots. It's I can't man. You got to try it next time you're up here <laughs> for real. <laughs> I, I have the PSVR. I can just obtain this this game myself. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I've looked around. I mean, I all the time because I only have I have Skyrim. I have Doom. I have nice. and Evil. And I think that's all I fucking have on VR. And like I'm constantly looking around for games and like. I don't know. I feel like every time I there was a space game, I remember that was a big deal coming out, and then I read the review. You know, because it's like I don't know. It's especially if you're buying a game new, sixty bucks. Like I, I need to find out. I need to hear that it's good from a few. Mm. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, I mean that. You know, like I said, I didn't buy. Uh, well, I bought Resident Evil a, a while ago. It still wasn't new though. Like yeah, I mean, I, I haven't bought any of these games new really. I think Doom. I think I, I think I bit on Doom pretty pretty early. But yeah. anyways, yeah, I don't I don't fucking invest in these games unless the, you know I fucking hear from, they're good. And like every time I see a VR game for it, it's like the it, it's all it's everything is wishy washy that I read about it. It's like you know uh, it's kind of like it doesn't make it doesn't it's not that much different. It doesn't utilize the VR as much as I like. I feel like I don't even see too many like VR exclusive releases for it hmm. at all. Uh, let alone you know I don't know just remasterings for the VR setup of other games that come out on the system, you know? So like, yeah, I just don't, I don't see a lot for it really, to be honest with you, but, um, what's this one called? Sorry. <laughs> it, uh, no, it's Astrobot rescue mission. Astro and Bot like, Rescue. it was one of the five games. Like it came with that, uh, Skyrim, obviously awesome resident evil, which I haven't played because the kids are always around, <laughs> <laughs> um, golf and then VR worlds, which is like five or six different worlds with all these levels. It's super awesome, man. All of how's, them are great. How's the golf game? Golf? That's the only one that's kind of awkward because I don't have the little handheld things. I just have uh, the the normal PS4 controller. It does it. Do you? 
you just use the wands or does it have like a special golf deal? No, you use the wands, but oh. like I, you know, with the controller, the controller is great for all the other VR games, but that one, it just feels awkward. Like it doesn't seem to line up correctly. I don't know. It yeah. just seemed awkward. Yeah. That sounds like something that you would want some sort of other thing for, for sure. You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sure they're going for like realism on, on a golf swing in some way, shape or form. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's interesting. Yeah, I haven't even do. I haven't even thought about a like it like that. Uh, seriously, honestly, I've had this thing for I don't know a couple of years now, uh, and it does not. It has never even occurred to me the idea of a sports game being put on. It. <laughs> <laughs> like that's such a mind blowing concept that I haven't. Even, it hasn't even fucking entered my fucking psyche. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <sighs> that's cool. That's cool. How long were? You, how long did it take you to put that the 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 a post apocalyptic one? How long did that take you? Oh man, that took me. Well, I spread my time out on it, but probably, man, a good sixty hours, maybe. Okay. Cool. But it was good. Totally Word. worth it. Word. Yeah, dude, I told you the VR thing was wild, man. I, I told you. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah, Just yeah, yeah. I, I let my daughter try, it and she's obviously like, "Daddy, can I play that?" And I'm like, "Hold on, hold on. I got you a Nintendo Switch. Like, for I'll let you try this every now and then, but this is for me. This is for Daddy." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll see how long that lasts. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, word, man. Uh, cool. So, uh, before I even get into the shit I was playing, uh, I had a, an odd happenstance right after we recorded last time. So, do you remember? Like, I I, I mentioned in the last time we we were we were bullshit about this stuff that I had just watched that episode of Classic Gaming Quarterly where he was going through the first issue of Electronic Gaming Monthly. Do you remember me saying that? Yep. Okay. Yeah, and then we all—I said that—and we also talked about a barnyard shooting game on the Atari 5200. Do you remember that? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So as soon as we got off, I ended up watching the last half hour or so of that video, and one of the things that he covered late in the issue was a game called Barnyard Blaster for Atari XE, not 5200. So XE. Yeah. So I'm guessing my cousins actually had an Atari XE and I've never played Atari 5200 in my life probably in that case. <laughs> uh, but it just I don't know, it just was amazing to me that it, that it all comes together like that that it was, you know, do you feel the flow, Jay? It's circular. <laughs> uh, 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 but nice. yeah, it was definitely it. Like and yes, it was just a game where you just shot shit in a barnyard with a blast with a with a light gun. Um, that was huh. but, Who knew? Yeah, it was not the 5200. It was the XE. Did you ever have any exposure to that one? Was I that- don't think I ever even heard of that. Like that—that <laughs> that seems like some kind of special edition. Like- <laughs> that, those are two very intense letters uh, <laughs> to to name a game system with. Yeah, it sounds uh, pretty high concepts, but I doubt it was. Uh, anyhow, so yeah, the shit I was playing, uh, the Last of Us, uh, which I think I might have already mentioned to you. Oh yeah. The, yeah. So that popped into my head uh, the other day. Uh, it was kind of like an. I was thinking about Resident Evil DLC. Uh, and I, I pretty much finished up the last of that one uh, as I was like looking for other shit to do. And Last of Us popped into my head, and I was like, I bet they've redone that for, for PS4. And indeed, mm-hmm. they have. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have it. It came it came with my PS4. I just oh, can't really? play it because of the kids. Like, I oh. never remember, you know, yeah, dude, until late night. Yeah, it's really good. And, yeah, I mean, I got it for 10 bucks. It was 10 bucks. Oh, so, wow, nice. Deal. So, yeah, great deal. Uh, certainly well worth uh, that. And, that, and the, the remastered version came with... Uh, I guess there's only one like real good DLC for it, which is kind of a travesty. I think I'm surprised that they didn't just huh. churn those babies out for it because it was such a good story game that they probably could have tacked on all sorts of shit story wise. But anyways, they only have the one in there. But yeah, I got the whole thing for ten bucks, and I put a few hours into it already, and it's just it's such a good game, dude. It's it's the storytelling is just I, I it's 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 been so long 
that I don't really remember most of it. Uh, so it, it's almost as good as playing it a first time, which is pretty cool. Nice. Last time I played it, I was just like floored with it the entire time. Um, and I'm enjoying it similarly this time. I also finished Luigi's Mansion on Switch. Uh, it's just, I don't know. Okay. Kind of, yeah, it's not really like, it's a good game. It's fun. It's a solid little co- coach co-op. It's relatively low stress uh, gameplay. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. It's just like, I really don't have, like I finished it and it was kind of like, meh, and like moving on in life. Like there was no, it didn't really <laughs> have much of a climax. It was just kind of like, it's just kind of like this fun little mechanic you just do over and over and over again. And it's so cute. And uh, <laughs> the art is so good that, that you still find a way to be entertained by it, you know? Uh, you really it's know. all that matters. Are you so, not entertained? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, uh, so we finished that, and Amy and I, and, and we were looking for another couch co-op thing, dude. And I was poking around on Nintendo, and, like, Valentine's Day weekend, so they had, like, this, you know, the, the system turns on it. it uh, cleverly by their marketing department, they built into that that little automatic advertising thing on the right left hand side. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And I saw a thing they had a thing on there for Valentine's Day games, uh, like Valentine's Day co op games. So I was like, oh, that's fucking kind of cute. Click on that. There you go. Yeah. And one of the games that they were featuring there was an EA game called Unraveled Two. That they it was actually marked down to five bucks uh, from twenty, and maybe they just made that up. Who knows? Maybe it's always been five bucks. I have no idea. But. <laughs> uh, Anyways, at five bucks, it's an incredibly good game, dude. Like, I cannot recommend this fucking game enough. Uh, like, again, if you really play shit or you and Courtney, like, I, it's such a good game. You play as two tiny little creatures. You're made out of yarn, and and they they're they're joined together, or you get joined together right at the beginning of the story uh, by the like the ends of their string that make up their body. You know, so they get conjoined, and then the gameplay. It's kind. Of, I mean, it's a side-scrolling kind of platformer deal. Uh, right. Not, I, you know, it's, it's kind of like, it's a puzzle. Like there's the real time puzzles and stuff. It's not necessarily like action. Uh, I mean, you do have to platform and do things that require some precision in control, but mm-hmm. it's much more predicated on solving little mini puzzles over and over and over again throughout the stages than it is like doing crazy shit together, you know? Nice. Uh, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, you can kind of take it and again, it's not necessarily an intense, uh, overly, um, you know, I don't know. Doesn't uh, doesn't expect too much of you, you know. So, there but, you but it is, okay, yeah, super fun. And like the the whole mechanic of it is because you're conjoined by that little string, you have to. Uh, a lot of the things are like you know, one person will have to like uh, what do you call that? Like grapple down on a rope or whatever that's called. Uh, and then you know the you get you two have to work together and swing up onto things or like you have to uh... rope tying you two together. You have to like get it draped over something. So that you can swing uh, off that pivot point, you know. So it's like it's a really cool and well done mechanic that I like. I'm just I'm amazed that it works as well as it does because it is such a, like a precise. I don't know. It's such a precise thing that it requires to to pull off. Uh, to, and that I, the idea that it, you know it's a little twenty dollar game, even if it was twenty at the, at, when they first released it, like this. It's not like a sixty dollar release game, but it has the artwork and the mechanic of it <clears throat> very much feel like it could have been, you know. So. Uh, nice. Yeah, really, really impressed. And for five bucks, I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I might have to go check and see if that's still on sale. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. I would I would highly recommend scoring it. Yeah, like I said, the artwork is great. Uh, and the, like, it seemed like kind of like, I, you know, it, it was looked like something was going on story-wise because there's like 
sometimes you're helping like these ghostly things kind of that that, seem like people a little bit, but they're kind of, they don't, they don't, they seem a little ethereal, uh, and, and not really fully composed. You're not, you know, I don't know. It's hard, really hard to describe to be honest with you, but, uh, these things happen and you're kind of like, you don't really, you know, I played the first few stages and I'm like, I don't really understand what the hell this is about. We started doing this around (laughs) and like, it's actually like a really deep and kind of crazy heavy story. It's about like you're, you're following the story of these and I haven't went through the whole game yet. So I don't, you know, I don't know where it goes or how, how the, the two end up really uh, your characters. And then these story characters kind of get intertwined really in the long run. But mm. uh, it's about these kids that are running from their abusive parents, basically. So it's like, what, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Super heavy. And it's not like, it seems like a very childy kind of concept at first, uh, which is, you know, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of a clever thing, clever way to disguise it, but, uh, yeah, you get into it and like, you know, once I knew that's what I was looking at after I, it had been Google, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, yes. Like some of the, the you know, the, there was one, there's like, you get into this, it's like a, a 4th of July level kind of, it looks like all, there's all these, like, it looks like the tables have been all fucked up and you get into this kind of like Barney dance hall thing. And they were like, now that I think about it, they were drunk. Like these parents were drunk walking around. You know, kind of, uh, I don't know, weird, you know. So, yeah, just pretty heavy concept of a, of a game story. Uh, kind of disguised in a really cute and cool, um, seemingly uh, kitty game. Um, huh, now yeah. I'm definitely going to have to check it yeah. out. Cool, dude. It's, yeah, it's, it's like I said, every, every bit worth five bucks. And then the last thing is actually uh, on the actual gaming front is uh, Darkest Dungeon, which I think it's on, it's oh. on most of the platforms, I believe. I have it on Switch, and it's an RPG. And a pretty highly regarded one at that, uh, which is what led me to buying it or led to me buying it like probably well over a year ago, actually. Darkest uh, Dungeon? Yeah. Oh. And it is so the whole thing of it is it's a like yeah, they tell you like literally when you start the game up, it gives you a disclaimer right at the beginning. It says and I mean, the only, best thing to do is just read it uh, to it better explain it than I'm going to be able to. Darkest Dungeon is about making the best of a bad situation. Quests will fail or must be abandoned. Heroes will die, and when they die, they stay dead. Pro- progress autosaves constantly, so actions are permanent. The game expects a lot out of you. How, how far will you push your adventurers? How much are you willing to, to risk in your quest to restore the Hamlet? What will you sacrifice to save the life of your favorite hero? So, yes, it's basically Whoa. really fucking hard. Your guys die all the time, and <laughs> you gotta just deal with it. And like, you know, there's like, there's a constant influx. Like, the the story is rooted in this little this little town kind of thing. And every time you come back from a quest, whether characters died or not, there are new characters waiting to be recruited. But they, of course, have not been built up. They don't have the items that you found for them. You haven't spent the money to develop them. Like, you're, they're they're starting from scratch. Mm. So, um. Yeah, it's wow. like obviously not to die. So, like, <laughs> so yeah, I originally downloaded this game a while, a long time ago, and I stopped playing after a couple of weeks, even though I love RPGs and I love the idea of like something being really difficult and really trying. Uh, but I quit playing it after a few weeks when I first got it because it was maddening, dude. Like I yelled <laughs> a lot, and like in the interest of being a person, I just stopped playing it. And uh, but yeah, I love fucking RPGs though, and I ran out of shit to play when I finished Resident Evil, and like I actually kind of got upset at. Uh, <laughs> at the last of us so i just fired uh <laughs> looking for something to play again i got i fired this up and like i have yelled at my tv a lot and said a lot of bad things in it 
But I think after like just ramming my head through the wall and also doing a lot of research, like that's the thing too. Like I didn't, you, you have to do, you can't just fire this game up and expect to succeed. Like you need to know <sighs> what everything happening is and what the statistics mean and what the items do specifically. Cause there's a lot of them that kind of have vague descriptions as far as their application uh, wow. in game. And if you don't like look up what, what the hell that means and really know how to apply them to your quest, you know, you're not going to know what to do with them. So the there's a lot of that stuff you got to oh. do a lot of research that I didn't do originally too. So between doing some research and just kind of like, like you have to, <laughs> you have to learn to put your pride away and know when to cut your losses, like, <laughs> and not be and be like super careful not to take on too much too early. Because like you can like there's there's all this quest offering stuff available to you and like. They even call some of them like level one quests, but like it's not a fucking level one quest. <laughs> not in reality. Like you got it. You, it may be like, like whatever quantum the way, however it quantifies that maybe, but there are some level one quests that are exponentially more difficult than others. And like you have to know because you can quit a quest at any time. Like you have to, hmm. you know, it, it, there's a penalty for doing so, but at least it's not death. So like even that, that's just another example of that, like the description that like you are constantly put in a position where you have to like learn to take the lesser of two evils as opposed to just trying to like so many you know especially older video games like you kind of just cowboy through shit and you're like i don't fuck it like i'm not worried about the punitive nature of whatever the situation is i'm just gonna you know what's the consequence big deal i'll do it you know you gotta, yeah you gotta do the level over big deal exactly so this, <laughs> game, this, this game takes you way further back than the beginning of the level basically like oh. It's uh, it's an intense ass game, but so yeah, no no cowboy shit if you want to succeed in it. So yeah, like I think I made a breakthrough in the last uh, yesterday actually, and I've been playing it. It's kind of like nonstop actually the past few days. Like it is, it has definitely hooked me again. I think, and between having that breakthrough where I, I'm actually making progress now and uh, kind of enjoying it, uh, I think I'm gonna be playing the shit out of this until I leave for New Mexico. Dude, I don't know, I don't know if I can handle that <laughs> kind of game right now. It's 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 heavy, dude. It is. There's a it has a lot going on. I like the cowboy. I'm like Leroy Jenkins. Let's go. Yeah, like the cowboy. <laughs> you wouldn't succeed in the darkest dungeon. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so that's it for playing shit. Uh, a couple of like housekeeping things that like I, I I bumped into over the past two weeks that I thought was related to what the hell we talk about on here. Uh, I was <laughs> badgering with some dude on Reddit the other day about Jean Claude Van Damme movies. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm not, gonna, yeah, I'm not not gonna get into how that happened, but Universal Soldier came up, right? So this led to me. Have you seen the Universal Soldier? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that, that led to me looking up whether that uh, cinematic masterpiece was on Prime, and uh, it happened to be. Uh, so I was excited about that. So I pull up my Prime video, and I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna watch this movie, right? <laughs> so the very first suggested watch uh, on the you know new arrival, whatever the hell it was on 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 the, on the top line there when you open the app. Mm-hmm. on apple tv was a documentary called the power of glove which was about what yeah you guessed the power of glove. <laughs> so, what? So, so the algorithm knows me very well and can definitely hear every fucking thing we're talking about right now <laughs> so this this documentary it's only about 65 minutes which i wouldn't say you know it's it's uh that's a pretty low investment uh regardless of, of how good it is but and it definitely does not have the glossiest production value. Uh, but the filmmakers did do a lot of really good legwork tracking down interviewees that you would want to hear from about this fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Like all the original designers, the dude who was in charge of the product pre- demonstration team at uh, the sales shows and what have you. Um, 
you know, basically everyone you would want to, like some of the people at Mattel, all the people you want to hear from about this thing. And pretty damn cool, man. Uh, like, honestly, huh. yeah, if you dig video game history, and we were just, you know, we were just talking about it so much in the last time, uh, in the last episode, that, uh, yeah, I would, I would highly recommend giving it a watch. Like I said, 65 minutes. Too. Writing that down as well. Nice. <laughs> It'll be in the show notes, Jay. You don't need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Thank you for reminding me, Josh. Yeah. Uh, and the very last thing uh, in this long-winded fucking section here is I discovered the Retro Collect app on iOS. Uh, and I believe it's available for Android as well. It's So this is a collector app that amounts to a really well-built-out database of entire game system libraries. So you open the app, and uh, it, when you first download it, you get, you get to download They have, like, each game system is its own standalone database that you have to download, right? So when you first get the app, it allows you one free one, and once after you download the one library for one system, they charge one-time fees for download of additional databases. So basically, any other system you download, you get charged for. So I actually expected, I assumed it would be a subscription fee, so I was actually pretty ecstatic. It's just a standalone one-time charge. So I got the NES database and then paid $2.99 for the Atari 2600 one and $3.99 for the Genesis. Those are the three systems that I'm really collecting with any regularity. And, you know, so what was that? Four, three, seven bucks total for this thing. And the app itself was free. So that's not bad for, like I said, really well built out databases. So, like, I mean, the UI is great. It's like super clean interface. It's not a, you know, poorly designed thing at all. And they have every game, every licensed game for whatever system you download ever (laughs) in this database. And it has, like, they show... The key art for the title, they show price guide data, almost like a Beckett, you know? <laughs> nice. And, yeah, and it it even feeds in live eBay listings for what? the title. Wait, so, what is this called again? Retro? Retro Collect. So, like, if you're, like, you know, you know the, the immediate application for this I see is you're standing in one of those retro game stores, and you're looking at some game you want to buy, and you can basically, one... If you're collecting a lot of them, like my buddy, actually, right before I got on here, it's funny, my buddy Will, uh, the same guy who called me fucking trying to sell me fucking, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, he sent me and another buddy of ours a picture of his burgeoning NES collection, and dude, it's insane, he has like an entire, it looks like basically an entire wall of his living room uh, that he has what appears to be either a custom or a, I don't know, whatever, some sort of uh, bookshelf system that's pretty much a whole wall just NES titles. So he's got, he actually sent me, cause you can look in the app. It also has, this is a cool thing too. It has this collection analysis uh, page for each, each system. And it tells you uh, there's like a, a meter from zero to the total number of carts available for the system. And then it gives you a percentage. So it shows you like a meter of how many of the licensed cart totals you have. It, t- it does a valuation of your entire, entire existing collection. Like how the, the dollar amount, of what you have because when you actually when you tick the things off in the app you can either tick it off as uh just having the cart having the cart and the instruction manual or having the full you know like full boxed set and then you can also do sealed too so if you have huh. so those obviously have different values so it adds up the value uh of whatever version of it you have and then aggregates it all together into one total amount and then it also you can make a wanted list too of course so it has it also totals up <laughs> the value of your wanted list which is i think funny like show, <laughs> just, 
your sickness is going to cost you in the long run is a funny, very funny statistic. Nice. Uh, and it also does the most rare because it, the it numbers all the all the different games on a one to ten rarity scale, and then also shows your most valuable cart. Like my most valuable cart on an NES is Punch Out, Jay. Uh, so yeah, it's a fucking super. Yeah, I mean, for, yeah, very low dollar investment. I think rel- relative to what they give you, uh, a super cool app. And even even for I think just a fuck around collector, uh, it's it's a pretty fun little thing to look at. Because yeah, you can go through and make one list. You can make any type of list you want. Uh, you, know, you can make custom ones. You know. Uh, this stuff stays in the cloud too, so you can probably post this shit if you wanted to uh, from various apps and stuff. Uh, so yeah, it's pretty pretty fucking cool, I think. And I stumbled into that and thought it was worth talking about and recommending. I'm so, definitely gonna check that out. Nice. That is what we're doing and playing now. On to Mega Man Two. was from the woodman stage and that was my jam <laughs> <laughs> it was good like I, I mentioned to you before the pre-roll there i almost picked that for my own personal uh uh aside music cue so the yeah we are we're we're this is Mega Man 2 is what we played here so let's start talking about Mega Man 2 uh the the synopsis <laughs> of Mega Man 2 is in the year of 2000x or 2200x 2000x yeah a super robot named Mega Man was created Dr. Light created Mega Man to stop the evil desires of Dr. Wily. However, after his defeat, Dr. Wily created eight of his own robots to counter Mega Man. Dot, dot, dot. And then our story begins. Jay. What is, yeah, it is very, yeah, that, those three dots. Are, <laughs> that, that's, that's heavy writing. Heavy copywriting there by the Capcom team. <laughs> uh, what, what is this format? What, what format is this game, Jay? Naturally, this is a side-scrolling action platformer classic classic indeed and the game was released uh i was actually in, in the mag app i mentioned uh, that it was released uh on december 24th 1988 and that was the japanese release of this game so that uh it is not as obscene that nintendo power has not engaged <laughs> in the game yet because it's not out uh, it actually came out in the u.s in june of 89 so 89, yeah. uh, yeah, the and, that, and I guess it's worth mentioning too. Maybe uh, you were going to bring it up in the history, but the uh, Japanese release of this is called Rockman. So the Japanese title release, uh, the full title release name is Rockman to Doctor Wily No Nazo, uh, which is I wonder why we didn't get a surname. Dude, I found that so awesome as a kid. Like it was one of those mysteries to me. Like because I'm you know nine years old, eight nine years old. You don't know, but you read these magazines and you're like, wait, there's Rockman. Why is it different? Like, I just never understood as a kid, like what the hell was going on there? I don't think I even knew as a kid, dude. I, I don't think I ever, I mean, oh, man. Nintendo yeah. power every now and again, mentioned the Japanese shit, the shit going on in Japan. But I yeah. feel I, I either might've just skipped right over that. Like it, you know, I was all about the games. I didn't give, I, it's, that's honestly the Nintendo powers, the parts of the Nintendo powers that are most fascinating to me now, uh, a lot of times on these re-read-throughs for the, for the pod, are 
yeah, those, you know, the pop culture sections in the back and then the, the world history stuff going on or the tech tech, uh, the current, the present day tech shit going on. Because I, I as a kid, dude, I just blew right past that shit. <laughs> uh, see, you missed out, man. I nerded out on all of that, like every page. <laughs> I didn't give a shit. All I wanted to know was the tips and tricks. <laughs> <laughs> I can't fault you there. I can't fault you for that. <laughs> uh, so the uh, artwork for this game, the cover art, um, a lot's been made about the atrocity uh, oh, man. <laughs> for the first Mega Man game. Uh, the biggest gripe of, of many being that Mega Man is holding a gun in his hand and does not <laughs> have a cannon actually mounted to his arm as he does in the game, right? So uh, I've heard it's, this is one of those just canned uh, Nintendo stories that I've heard a million times between the podcast I listen to and now all the history shit I have just soaked in uh, nerding on the shit as an adult, unlike I did as a child. So the, the story is that the artist like had just a pathetic for Mega Man one had a pathetic amount of time to craft said key art and yeah. is on record as stating that he blatantly asked <laughs> whether <laughs> the character had a gun in his hand and he was told by the higher ups that were, you know, commissioning him to do this work that the character did have a gun and just yeah, go draw the fucking thing. So, <laughs> you know, the artist is not even to blame. Whoever the fuck at Capcom is in charge of this uh, above him is actually the person to blame. Uh, but he has kind of been the one stuck with it and had to explain it a million times. Anyways, the cover <laughs> sequel has the same fucking thing. <laughs> same thing. I noticed this as a kid, too. Yeah, like, I was I, like, why does he have a gun? Like, he does not hold a gun. Like, I, another example. Like, also, you know what? I don't think... I actually didn't own any of these games. Uh -huh. So, I probably... I mean, it, it probably is on the cart too, but you don't like you get the cart out of those those rental those plastic rental things when you get oh, yeah. at the store. You are not looking at the cart; you're jamming that fucker in your hand. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so yeah, I was not soaking in the key art as a child, uh, and I don't. Yeah, I didn't actually have the games to to like you know just pour over the instruction manual or anything uh, and, and think about the art. So yeah, again, it's something I don't think I ever clocked as a kid at all. Oh so man, it certainly did not bother me. <laughs> <laughs> I totally uh, did. Called that out all the time. Word. Well, you were you were an astute child then, Jay. I was just playing the fucking games. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so it, it's, yeah. The, the second the, the second game's key art is just it's a dude in a SWAT helmet and a suit. Uh, not he's like not at all a full on robot as he appears to be in the game. <laughs> in a SWAT costume and a helmet, like it's with a gun. You know, uh, there's no adherence to the. Uh, you know, I don't know the property really at all. Or the at least he's at all. closer looking to Mega Man, though. He's got the colors, so yeah, this is a much better attempt than the it's first close, one. Yeah, no, it is still better, yes. I mean, yeah, I mean, otherwise, yeah, I, I would say, other than that inaccuracy, I would say it's generally more well done than the, the uh, certainly more than the first game's key. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't know. Overall, it's it's a little, it's, it's certainly not as i don't know I, I it does not it does not represent the property to me at all like i think they no, could have done something doesn't. much more i don't know action-packed <laughs> like it just doesn't it doesn't look that like the game is just non-stop action and like the art to me is less so um but yeah he's just like shooting his little pistol quick man and there's crash man and dr wiley kind of lurking in the background you know um, yeah he could definitely be much more kick-ass there. Like pretty much any of the other artwork, if you just Google Mega Man 2 art, like all the everything else you see is cool. Except the box art. <laughs> yeah, right? except the company that made the game. Right. <laughs> right, right. Uh, the, uh, so the, the other semi-notable thing about the, the artwork, the French release art is it's easily found Google, uh, and it's 
super interesting looking and it is actually yeah it's uh yeah if you want to quickly if you just type in french Mega Man 2 it'll be the first thing that comes up but the it's Mega Man looks a lot daintier in it and what? despite that fact i think it looks closer to the idea of the sprite in the game than the the key art really huh um Anyhow, the other thing in this in this vein is the manual, of course, and that will be in the show notes, as it always is. And it is twenty pages, including the covers, black and white design. So they didn't dump any color into this. And that, you know, honestly, that kind of I think that uh, a little bit correlates with the key art too. Uh, we talked about it last time. Like this was not, this was by no means a darling property at the time of its release for Capcom. Oh man. So definitely somewhat, not. of a failure, so they probably didn't put a lot into the a lot of the shit. They you know they probably spent the bare minimum <laughs> on the key art, on the instruction manual, on marketing at first. You know, there's probably a lot of this that that suffered a little bit because of what they thought uh, it would do in the long run. But they were wrong. And the oddest thing about this manual is that it makes no mention whatsoever of the game story. Like it's just like really? very yeah, it's very perfunctory. <laughs> Uh, they do, though, however, give a special message from Captain Commando on the first page, and we haven't, I don't think Cap- you and I have discussed Captain this. Commando? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, we've not discussed this. Captain Commando, so he's like, a lot of the early, the, the first few years of Capcom, Capcom games on NES were all, uh, they, they called them, I guess maybe not all of them were, but the more action-oriented games were called part of the Captain Commando series. And What? Yes, and, and they're always... You know, he's like Captain Commando is like uh, it always represents him as being, you know, like your quintessential hero looking dude. Uh, and he, you know, endorses these games and, and <laughs> as what worth, worth your time. You know, he's like a made up endorser for by Capcom for their own games, which is funny in its own right. But I've never the, heard of this guy. Yeah. So if you look up because like, he, he's like the first one is the first Mega Man is definitely a Captain Commando game. And there's a few other games by Capcom that are so you can look up how he used to look and like this is the first time Captain Commando has looked different since the beginning uh and the overall has him he looks <laughs> he looks much more lifelike now and he looks he basically looks like the kind of dude you'd find piloting something in like a really bad 80s space sci-fi <laughs> uh, like very square jaw you know it's like all the I don't know he's like a very archetype looking like uh, like starship troopers yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> Precisely. Uh, uh, yeah. So he's here, and he informs us that the game was created by Capcom, and that they are a, and this is in quotations and verbatim, premier worldwide arcade game designer. And that's a pretty hard flex by Capcom. Wow. <laughs> premier worldwide? Man. If Captain Commando said that, I mean, it must be law. Precisely. Precisely. So... The getting started section suggests that experienced players will want to start with me- the Metal Man stage, and that beginners should go with Airman. So that's uh, oh, not a lot of suggestions. That. Yeah, they, they don't they, they don't kind of like I don't know they don't hold your hand like that uh, as far as the you know, what game what direction you want to take in the game usually, hmm. uh, especially in this because it's kind of it's one thing if it's like an RPG and it has a story and like they want to get you started and kind of going a little bit in that case. Cause RPGs can be a little obtuse when you're, especially at this eight bit level, uh, true, true. figure out what you're supposed to do in the beginning before you really get rolling. But this is just, I mean, you get a menu and like, I pick a guy, like, you know, I can go any direction, you know, you, you do not need a tutorial to play this game at all. <laughs> right. Uh, but they, they kind of give you one here and that's interesting. And, uh, there is, 
more flexing in the controlling Mega Man section. Uh, they say, unlike some superheroes, Mega Man can shoot while he's jumping or falling, as if, I don't know, they're kind of just calling out hmm. other games. You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> our, our control functionality is head and shoulders above the other shit you've played to date. Uh, which is, <laughs> I thought was funny. But, nice. They also mention here that if you pause while on a ladder, when you unpause, you will fall off the ladder. And there's no narrative explanation given for what I'm guessing is something noticed after the ROM was finalized. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, uh, hey guys, uh, did you know this happened? Like, yep, yeah, just, just let them know we did it. We'll call that a difficulty. Uh, <laughs> like, I actually, I do commend them for at least pointing out the shortcoming here, so a motherfucker isn't like informed playing the game, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> Recognize them. Uh, there is some typo. There's definitely some typo shit in the special item section. The bullet point, uh, uh, like the bullet pointed additional transportation items you can get, the the platforms, the jet, uh, jet slider thing, and the wall climber should clearly have the number of the item listed in the left column. It just says item, item, item for the three of them. Mm. You know? uh, it's a little dumb little thing. And then there is, uh, they have a four page rundown on how to beat Airman. Uh, for you Bunny Fufu Mega Man beginners out there. <laughs> oh, uh, so, weak. Yeah, so, yeah they, 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 they take the, the tutorial you know, to the max. They actually like walk you through the whole stage. Um, so that's, um, I don't know. They must, they, thought, they must have thought this game was real. It was awfully tough. Man, you know? it, maybe they just wanted to make sure you got like the right kind of weapons or that you kind of understood it. So like, all right, this is, let us just, Handhold you. I don't know. I guess. Like, I mean, do you, you know, like, it almost makes you kind of want to dissect. Like, is, did, did they, <laughs> these companies, they piss money away and so many dumb things. They like, do you, like, do you think they did some sort of like uh, market research thing? Like, uh, what do you call it? Focus groups <laughs> with the first game. And like, <laughs> the thing that people bitched about is they didn't know how to get a foothold <laughs> in the game, you know? And like, for that reason, they decided to put in this first level tutorial on this one, you know, because I'm sure this was not in the first game. Oh, I'm sure. There was, when I was reading, there was a lot of stuff that apparently, like, feedback they had heard and things about the first one that were directly input into this game. So I'm not surprised. Really? Yeah. Cool. So they uh, they wrap things up here with uh, some reasonably thorough listings of the bosses and regular enemies, but the actual art, and this kind of bums me out, my favorite thing about these, uh, both the Nintendo Power features on these games, or just any of the magazines features on these games, and then also the instruction booklets are the breakdowns of like the characters or the items, and like I love... I don't know. I just I love when like the art is well done on those, and they in this yes. case they just did very small uh, pencil outlines for the the enemies, even the the bosses and stuff. And I thought that was kind of uh. you know. I would think the premier premier worldwide arcade designer could spring for some fucking full color illustrations on the boss breakdown. You know. <laughs> I would agree with you. I think there's some uh, more information coming in the notable history section about that, yep. Josh. That's where we're at now. Tell me all about it, Jay. Sure. So Josh, <laughs> I mean, honestly, there's just so much about this game out there because it's, you know, clearly one of the best games ever from its time. But the most interesting thing to me is, you know, besides the whole Rockman being different in Japan thing, is the fact that the original Mega Man, and we talked about it before, was not successful enough to warrant a sequel. I mean, yeah, the box art was terrible. The game itself was just kind of whatever. But the director, Akira Kitamura, had wanted to make a sequel, but the producer Tokura Fujiara was against it. I feel like those are good, those are really good pronunciations. Jeff. Thank you. I've had <laughs> <this couple times. laughs> uh, so this dude actually went over his boss and went to the VP to get special permission 
and it was granted, but only on the condition that they do it while working on other projects. So like this dude and his team said they were like happily working 20 plus hour days just to get it done. So this was a hundred percent like a passion project for them. That's such a wild thing to me. I feel like, can you believe that? Like, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a corporate, like, I don't know, man, I, I, maybe, maybe I just don't have the same kind of work ethic, but like, I feel like if I'm working for someone else to begin with, like, I don't own this thing, you know, like the, the idea of working that hard in addition to doing your standard issue job about yeah. something that you don't even you know i mean it, dude th- th- this game doesn't even have everyone's name at the end <laughs> that's true that's true like are these yeah did you check that like i, I we should we should go we should, we should huh. that research like i wonder if every one of those guys who did the 20 hour days have their actual names in any of these games because so many of these games did not credit the actual designers by name because they didn't want them getting poached so dude i should hope so maybe there was some kind of agreement back then kind of like too like if such game is successful like you get the you know some share in the profits i don't know but clearly they were the fact that they were happily doing it they did not that did not happen (laughs) (laughs) Uh, oh man i highly doubt that but good for them i'm glad that's i hope they i hope something you know hope i hope i hope they were artistically satisfied at the very least Oh, yeah. I mean, that to me, it kind of makes sense when you talk about, you know, artwork that's not completed or, you know, as you would expect. I'm like, yeah, I can understand why. You know. Yeah, the company was definitely not full full bore behind it for sure. So the uh, is, there, is that any, any other history? That was the most notable to me. OK, word. the uh, I, I for the first time in a while conducted an economic analysis for this game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so. The thing that I settled on for this was the cost of Dr. Wily to build that evil-looking skull castle. Oh. And, yeah. So I, like, I'm calling 2000X 2010 was, was how I brought that into the real world. So all these values <clears throat> are, are eventually boiled down to $2,010. So step one, of course, with this was trying to estimate the cost of building any castle. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not a necessary step. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't have I didn't have those numbers just lying around. So <laughs> I I uh, I found a 2016 at the Atlantic article that cited an archaeology project in the Burgundy region of France that started in 1997, where they are building an old school medieval castle the old school way. So exclusively, using, yeah, techniques available to masons and builders circa 800 years ago. So <clears throat> this thing is called Gwedalon, and I'm probably not doing as good jo- job <laughs> as you did with the Japanese names for this, but Gwedalon Castle, G-U-E-D-E-L-O-N. And the it's uh, – honestly, this this was just kind of like an aside. It's relatively use, useless for our purposes here because they actually spent – like they're, they're, they're doing this. It's not – it's still not done. They started building in 1997. It's still not done. What? But it is wow. still happening. Like they're still working on it, dude. This It's scheduled to be completed in 2023. And they've been the way they've been funding the fucking thing, part of why it's probably taken as long as it has, is because – or by their – they're like – they do tourism shit. So they like oh. go to the construction site at any time. Or yeah, maybe you know regular business hours or whatever, but you know any time of the year basically, and see how they're doing this sh- insane shit, <laughs> uh, the old school way. So that's how they fund the thing primarily. They probably have some sort of uh, philanthropy shit going on as well. But uh, so the yeah. old school way, like, are they like carrying stones? Yes, like, dude, what are yes, they're yes, they're 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 yes, the whole thing, dude. 
everything. Whoa. No modern shit at all. Uh, and that's like the whole thing is you can go watch them every day. Probably, they probably spend the whole day getting one stone. <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh! Some place, you know. Uh, <sighs> yeah, the picture. And it's funny because you know, like I said, that first uh, uh, I saw this and I was like, "This is fucking interesting." <laughs> <laughs> might get me to France. Uh, <laughs> like the uh, so yeah, I was looking at a number of articles over uh, the course of the the entire uh, project, and like you know, they do they've made a lot of progress. <laughs> like, you know, they, have, they have accomplished some amazing shit uh, for. You know the 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 era of technology they're of building technology they're using for sure. Wow, uh, pretty cool. Uh, so the link for that will be in the show notes if you want to go visit a castle in France. Uh, but yeah, that doesn't really fucking help us. It was a rabbit hole on its own. But I, I uh, <laughs> on that rabbit hole, I was after finding that and spending however long I spent looking at that shit. Uh, I found this GeoCities tier website called castlemagic.com that advertises a family castlemagic.com. Wait, what? <laughs> All right. (laughs) I tried, man. They they advertise a family-owned and operated since 1975 castle building business. Okay. Like it's a a general store, dude. Family owned. (laughs) Like how many castles are they building? Like what's (laughs) the stats here? That's that's, oh, dude, it's amazing. It's so good. Like there's no way I can't even like I could go through and tell you each one of these things and like I think it's funny and it'll be interesting uh, for both you and I as well as any listener. But like I cannot begin to convey how fucked up (laughs) website this is to go to and look at firsthand because it is fucking insane. Oh man. Okay. So. Okay. <laughs> they describe their business as, or, or their offering, their product offering, as they are builders of solid stone castles, start to finish, with a hidden insulation layer. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, like, like I. I Insulation is necessary. I mean, it's good. Yeah, exactly. Like that, the fact that that is the thing. Like that. Like that's the one thing that they feel needs to be in the in the in the log line for this fucking business. Like, I have so many more questions that are so much. <laughs> Than whether or not they have insulation layer in them, you know. So, uh, well, stone's uh, not very warm, Josh. I mean, yeah, you got it. <laughs> that's a no go for me. Yeah, that is not my first question. Anyway, <laughs> so they have uh, they have a castle plans page, right? That it's like a catalog kind of. It's like a it's a it's a catalog of prefabricated castle castles, basically, ranging from one to eight million dollars in cost, uh, <laughs> as well as a. Oh. 150 to 450k budget option of a round stone tower you can and I quote can live in. <laughs> what? Uh, so they the company is based in Sandpoint, Idaho, fittingly, and the you need <laughs> they put on a website that you need advanced permission and scheduling to visit one of their castle construction sites. You can't just show up, Jay. No fucking <laughs> No. no. Showing it's not up very their, magical. Yeah, not you can't just show up to one of the <laughs> castle building sites. Uh, so yeah, dude, like they have. Oh my god, dude, they have, <laughs> they have. So they have. There's a page of videos, right? And like, they are videos. They look like, like they're like thirty second, super grainy, black and white security camera footage. It looks like, and they're. I think they say they're from 2010 or something, or maybe even before that. So like, there it like it gives you this disclaimer at the top of the page that says, "Here are some videos of one of our projects," uh, and they kind of like qualify that it's like it doesn't even begin to look like a real video from 2019. It looks like this. It's just you know, 
I don't know. I, 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 I don't, don't want to say that they look uh, like like they're not real because they look so shitty that if someone were to make something from scratch with computer graphics or something, like I feel like it would look way better. <laughs> like, I don't want well, to so why is it up there? Oh, my gosh. It's the only, it's the only fucking thing that they've ever built or have any video of. Like, they have never oh. built a castle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they've ever actually built one of these fucking <laughs> Literally. Yeah. So uh, on top of that, they also have an FAQ, of course, and the FAQ mentions 2019 in it, which absolutely blew my fucking mind. What? I was absolutely sure. Call this BS website, on your videos. Well, I, I was absolutely certain, dude, that this website had not been updated in like 20 years. <laughs> Man, this thing looks like it was built on, what is that old school, like? GeoCity. GeoCity. Yes. Angel Yes. That's exactly what it looks like. It looks what? like yeah, I had a Buffalo Bills page I built in 1997 that looked just like this. <laughs> like this was the internet debuted, and we were like, "Oh, this is how we use it." Like, come on. It's like the little animated gifs of it with the little counter at the bottom of the page showing how many fucking the 17 visitors that have been to this site. Yeah, dude. You, dude, you know, as a dude, total sidebar, there there's some website. I, I don't know what it, you can Google it. It's not hard to find. There's some archiving entity that that was saving the internet in its entirety kind of to some degree since the beginning of time basically since the beginning of the internet so on this website you can go in this it's kind of like a browser within your browser that lets you go back and look at websites at a certain point in time as it looks at it's fucking crazy because the crazy thing is some of the crazy ass websites that I built in like 1996 and seven, like I, I got do I, and my, I was in like early teens, early high school. I was running this little string of sports websites. It started as I was building the Buffalo bills website. And uh-huh. then there was this website that was trying to kind of, it was called like a fan coalition or something that was trying to make a NFL wide collection of a page for each team, basically, with each page being ran by a fan of the team. So they got, like, fan input and fan coverage of the team, and it was all kind of joined together in one place, you know? So, like, there was this guy that was trying to do that. My bill site joined that deal, and then I ended up running the whole thing. Uh, really? <laughs> wow. So this site, it was NFLfans.com was the name of it. You can look up the goddamn thing. As it looked in 1997, and like I hadn't thought about this shit in obviously 20 plus years. <laughs> yeah, like, finding this and being able to look at the website that I built 25 years ago as it looked, it was crazy as hell to me. But um, yeah, nice. super, super cool website. I wish I could remember offhand what it was, but like I said, it's not a hard Google at all. Super fun nice. thing to do because you can also look at just normal shit. Like you know, you can look at the way you the way ESPN looked, ESPN.com looked. Back then, it was like Go.ESPN NFL or some shit like that. Uh, it was part of the Go Network or something, I remember. Oh, yeah, I remember that. So just to uh, – it's unbelievable that like a major corporation's website looked like that. It was so bad. But <laughs> uh, but I digress. Uh, in the interest of ever finishing this episode and not spending an uh, eternity discussing uh, old websites and insane castle-building websites uh, – <laughs> I decided to just go ahead and use their numbers for the purpose of this little uh, exercise Mm. here. So they have an $8 million prefab option described as, for those who need events inside their castle walls, you should build this castle. So I feel Dr. Wiley clearly has shit planned. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So 
Yeah, we will go with that option. And as mentioned, this website is seen up to date, so we'll call these twenty twenty dollars, this eight million dollar number. So the inflation okay. rate uh, to twenty ten is negative fifteen point five percent. So six point seven six million to build this eight million dollar prefab castle in mm. twenty ten. Right. <clears throat> so. Additionally, looking at the picture, uh, Wiley's Digs is not made of stone. It appears to be steel or some other kind of metal alloy. So oh, yeah. I thought that was a very pertinent cost-related thing to be specific about. So the consensus opinion of steel, I Googled around, and the consensus opinion of steel versus stone was that steel was infinitely more cost-efficient and durable, less labor-intensive, and even more eco-friendly than stone building. So I thought that, you know, first of all, I think we should observe that Wiley was not such a bad guy after all, perhaps, and he was thinking of the environment when he was building his <laughs> So that was, that was kind of kind of him, even though he was trying to destroy the world otherwise. <laughs> so uh, based on that Googling around, I decided I'm, I'm spitballing a... a kind of two-thirds cost adjustment uh, based on the amalgamation of all that info. So a 0.6667 multiplier on that 6.76 number. So it's $4.5 million in 2010 dollars to build the thing uh, just for the structure itself, right? Now, in the picture, I also see two large military-grade cannons. Uh, oh, so, yeah. yeah. So I poking around, and there uh, I found like, the, the, the comparable... Uh, military thing would be these things called M777 howitzers, uh, and they had been in use since 2005. So in 2012, the Indian government, uh, I was able to find a citation of this, the Indian government approved purchase of 145 of these fucking things for $660 million, so $4.55 million per uh, and that, taken back to 2010, $4.32 million in 2010 dollars. So two of those babies. And then I also see a satellite dish. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely. That, a huge satellite dish. <laughs> <laughs> satellite dish. Yeah, so I'm guessing he's too far out in the boondocks for cable television, so he has direct TV, right? So the, <laughs> the, uh, the 2020 costs uh, are on that are $49.99 with a 24-month contract. <laughs> <laughs> so, the so, damn contract. Yeah, so 1200 bucks if you just pay it, if you just pay it up front. Uh, and I'm guessing he doesn't have good credit, so probably it's paid up front. Uh, and in, if you take that back to $2010, we're talking uh, $1,014 for the satellite dish. So uh, I'm Steep. also – yeah, yeah. <laughs> a small investment. Uh, on top of that, I'm thinking he surely needs a nuclear-based self-sustaining power source for this structure uh, and that he is not going to be just working off the local power grid. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so a 2010 tech article I found quoted the average cost of building a small nuclear reactor at 750 million bucks. <laughs> so taking into account all those costs, the total cost of Dr. Wiley's castle in 2010 dollars is 758.83 million bucks. And if we take that forward to today's dollars, we're talking 897.73 million. So just a shade under, under 900 million in today's dollars. Oh my uh, gosh. Right. So considering this fucking thing was built at the start of this little ditty that we went on here, uh, Dr. Wiley must have been fucking balling with this diabolical robot business. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's basically like evil Tony Stark, right? Like, <laughs> basically, basically. Clearly. Although D Tony Stark had a bunch of legitimate businesses. Like, what is Dr. Wiley's legitimate business? I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Who knows? <laughs> 
selling selling some black market shit to to someone. <laughs> well, uh, clearly he's like an evil alien, which we find out later. So who knows? Yeah, what, you know? yeah, who knows? That's true. Yeah, maybe he just yeah. Who knows? That's there's a whole backstory that we weren't told because there's nothing in the instruction book about. <laughs> into the playthrough on Mega Man 2 here and the first thing up is the title screen and the opening cutscene is fucking dope. <laughs> oh man, of course. Yeah. yeah, it starts at the base of a high-rise building and uh, I feel like to its credit, the buildings do kind of look like late 2000s-ish. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty futuristic. Yeah, well, well I mean, yeah, that, for us it's not futuristic though. It's like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Early, I guess this is eighty-nine. Well, from the yeah. time, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I just thought I, I felt like yeah, it did not look like the eighties, but it did not look like I don't know. Like often when you, I guess what I'm really getting at here is it's not often when they do these futuristic envisionings, envisionings. They're like, I don't know. They do some something fucking weird, and it's it's you know I don't know. It was like a just a normal, slightly further ahead looking neighborhood. Oh uh, yeah, which, I could see that. Yeah, which was I thought cool. You know, yep. they, didn't, they didn't go overboard with it. Uh, the ex uh, <laughs> they didn't have time uh, to. I mean, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, they just yeah, not a lot of time for. Yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah, I'm surprised that they they were able to. I don't know, but that was that's kind of the thing though. They had because it was not. They probably had all the time in the world, you know, because, <laughs> because no one was breathing on their neck to fucking release the game. They didn't like they didn't even give a shit if they finished it. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess from you know that I mean? point, yeah. And so they probably didn't have a, a time crunch at all, which is maybe why they fucking have a good opening credit sequence. Because if they were rushed, you would think this would be the, the one of the first corners you would cut. It's just like, yeah, put the title up and press start. Like <laughs> that's all we need. The exact copy. I gurgitated in the synopsis briefing is given to us uh, here in the title sequence while a really somber stage setting tune plays. And then our view crawls up the building to the rooftop just as the music crescendos and transitions, which is like really good timing. <laughs> and, uh, and then when they get to the top there, a next level, like really hot ass music trap rips in <laughs> uh, just as we land on our boy mega posturing up on the roof, you know? So like, yeah, they like, you know, I do, those, I do those fucking hype videos for, for the bills and Indians and calves and shit. And like, it has taught me like the importance of really not, not even the importance, just like what you can do with, music transitions and like the way beats move from one thing to, to the next i'm far from any musicians so maybe this is common knowledge for someone who is but like you know <laughs> doing those hype videos like the things you can do when a, when, a, when a song transitions uh and and pair a video pair a video thing to it uh is is super fucking cool and they nailed it here with this uh so oh yeah I, they get you going completely you're like all right let's get into this <laughs> right yeah he's like yeah he's let's got go. He's got his helmet off. He's got he's got the shaggy hair that's blowing in the wind. You know? <laughs> right. He, yeah, he is just ready to tap some robot ass, man. Uh, yeah, the, the music rocks on for maybe 30 seconds uh, of that little with that little view there, and then it wraps up kind of nicely with a nice little bow cue there at the end. And then Mega stands there a beat longer, and then he dons his helmet, and then he fucking teleports straight up in the air. Yeah. <laughs> Again. Game time. Yeah, another flex. Like he teleports, uh, which is pretty badass. 
Um, so you can choose uh, either normal or difficult. I, uh, despite routinely demonstrating masochistic tendencies, I chose normal, Jay. Uh, what route did you go? <laughs> so I chose normal too. I don't remember ever even having the choice to choose difficult. Maybe I just never did as a kid. Yeah. So I, I just went normal. You'd have to be, I don't know, I can't, I don't know. I don't know where I'd have to be, how many times I'd have to play this thing to want to play it on difficult, whatever that is. Like, I just can't even imagine what that's like. <laughs> so, funny story, right before we started recording, just to mess around, I was like, I had, a, I had some time. So I actually did that. I, I put on Bubble Man stage, started on difficult. It was annoying. Like, I, yeah, I clearly didn't finish the level, but it was, well, everything took such longer to kill. Like, the oh, stupid frogs okay. took, like, nine blasts from the Mega Blaster. I, I like, took so much damage. It, was, it wasn't even fun. Say, yeah. <laughs> you, you do less damage, they do more damage. That's probably the, the chief uh, difference, yeah. Yeah, that, that's, yeah, that's not, yeah, that's not fun for sure. You know, it's just, it just makes it slower and more boring and, yes, more yelling at your TV. <laughs> I, do, I do that enough, so I don't, yeah, I wouldn't bring that upon myself. Um, there is a password system on this baby and a rather unique one, uh, actually at that you yes. drop, yeah, you drop nine data points into a five by five matrix, A to E on the Y axis, one to five on the, on the X axis. And yeah, you, you drop those nine little red dots in and it's just, I can't even, I don't even know where to begin <laughs> how much fucking better it is than typing some long ass code of numbers uh, and upper and lowercase letters and shit that you can't differentiate between, you know, uh, L the number one, who the fuck knows? Like, you know, like those, <laughs> those awful password systems. Like this was so forward thinking. Like I've, I, I, the amazing thing is I don't, I can't think of any time I've seen this since, you know, I don't even oh, yeah. know. Do they even have it? Do they even have this in Mega Man three. I don't even know. Uh, I look forward to finding that out and, 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 and seeing that when we get to the Mega Man 3 release because, uh, yeah, it's just so much better than every other password system I've ever seen, you know, so. I feel like this is the first time, too, just passwords in general, like playing video games, I used it. And I was like, whoa, I wrote down this password so I can, like, turn the game off and come back and just enter that. And it's like, whoa, like, I'm back in the same spot. Like, oh, man, you I feel like you it blew my mind. It's, you didn't, you did not play Metroid prior to this? I did not play Metroid. I was not a Metroid guy. Oh man, Metroid. I actually wasn't big into Metroid when I was a kid, but it was so wild. It was like such a thing that I yeah. did rent, rent it a few times. Uh, and yeah, the password system for that is the pits. Oh. <clears throat> so uh, this is actually my this password screen. I'm saying is actually my earliest memory of Mega Man of any kind. Uh, I was I really? remember, yeah sitting with my little brother and his mom's mobile home bedroom with what must have been a rented copy of this, because like I said, we never owned it. So yeah. maybe nine years old, trying to jam this password into this into the screen. All right, one of these passwords into the screen. That's my first Mega Man memory of my entire life. <laughs> nice. Uh, and it, it, it couldn't have been a Nintendo Power Obtained code, uh, or rather it could have been a Nintendo Power Obtained code, or it could have been one we earned. I'm not sure. Yeah, I was even like, it's, you know, it's funny... Uh, like why does that why is that a memory that sticks out to me and it's funny how your, your little fucking childhood mind works like i think i've i've always been like i'm a highly organized person and i think i have always appreciated a well organized well presented set of data <laughs> you know? at a young um, age he was right, yeah. <laughs> I, think, yeah, I think this matrix style like really plucked those strings just right uh for, for it to stand out in my memory um yeah do you remember? Do you remember like anything notable about your first time experiencing this or any other Mega Man game? I mean, the music definitely. I mean, this is one of those games that 
like we rented most of our games as a kid because my mom she worked she worked like across the street from this place far more and you could rent nintendo games for like 99 cents for like three days so like she would would rent us like three (laughs) games at a time dude it was awesome and we get them for like three days and so like go in and pick games out and bring them home yeah, just like random Nintendo games, and that's we'd be crazy. like, "All right, this is the game we're playing this time." Taking all the responsibility out of having to make a good or bad decision—that's really cool. Oh yeah, so you get some great <laughs> ones, and you get some I mean, shitty yeah, ones. You say, know, yeah, <laughs> some days are better than others on that with that system, but uh, it it is you know because I I I also remember going to the stores and like you know you you're in there that and you know those they didn't have a lot of times they didn't have the boxes they were just like the fucking you know games. Um, uh, like maybe a, yeah. a, at, at best, maybe like a black and white photocopy of something, uh, on the inside flap, maybe the instruction manual, maybe just a picture with like the readout of the instructions. Like, you know, just, it, it was very, usually very poor, uh, presentation of what you might be renting. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so just minimal kind of, information. Right. You're just taking swings in the dark. So yeah, I remember I'm, there were many times I remember going there and just like feeling this so much pressure. Because, like, you know, this the decision you make here, that, that is what your weekend hinges on. Right. <laughs> well, are you going to have fun this weekend or are you not? It's all up to you, kid. <laughs> that's, that's a lot. That's a lot to put on the shoulders of a nine-year-old. <laughs> intense. Very intense. Uh, anyhow, uh, you are presented with a great-looking menu to choose after that. If you, if you uh, decline the password entry option, you move on to the uh, menu of the eight stage uh, stages slash bosses uh, you want to roll with uh, to, to start. And who did you start with, Jay? Dude, I thought Bubble Man would be, like, the squishiest, so I went Bubble <laughs> Man. What, what about you? Uh, uh that's interesting. Uh, I went. Uh, I went Woodman. What does that say about me? I don't know. I didn't. It, mm. I felt. I just. I felt like he. I don't know. I just. I just. It's because like, I didn't do the research. Me neither. Yeah. yeah. Right. I just so wanted like, to go in. Just right. Whatever. Yeah. The same way I would have as a kid. Uh, pre it being in you know Nintendo Power or any any sort of like substantial information on this game. So. Mm. I didn't, yeah, I, I didn't know who beat what or whatever. I couldn't remember that at all. Uh, and I, that, that reared its head many times while playing the game. <laughs> uh, but like, I, I, you know, I, reading the, I did read the instruction book, though. Like I said, I always do that. So I did know that Airman was presented as, you know, the easy thing. Metal Man was the hard one. So I was like, mm. I won't pick either of those. I don't want the easiest thing. Uh, but I also don't want the hardest. <laughs> so Woodman seemed like somewhere in between the two to me. Uh, I guess is is why I chose him. So gotcha. I figured I needed to go Metal Man before Woodman, so I he was later for me. That makes a lot of sense, but I I also don't feel like I I I had this I had some inkling that the real world physics thing did not necessarily hmm. in, inform who was best against whom, uh, and I think that also kind of somewhat held held true at times. But if you're thinking very logically, that makes a ton of sense. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. there's actually I get I'll get to the story later about I posted a video of the Heat Man battle and like I think I think Bubble Man is what you're supposed to use there and uh, I, I didn't fucking I didn't use Bubble you didn't Man. have it yeah I had a hard time I, I didn't even have Bubble Man at the time and I you know I had a hard time with Heat Man I died a, a few times and I posted the video on Reddit and like of course you post anything on Reddit you get roasted so <laughs> uh, someone posted like you know like well, you know fucking like because I was using something. Whatever else I was using, the person was suggesting was like a really dumb 
thing because of real world physics and how the two substances would have conflicted or not yeah. conflicted. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, who the fuck thinks a bubble <laughs> is going to uh, extir- uh, extinguish an open flame of some kind? Like, that's not at all. <laughs> real world physics are not the thing to, the, that you should make Nintendo decisions based on solely. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyhow. <clears throat> so, okay. So, I, I think uh, the way to do this is, as, as I mentioned, I, the way we should probably approach this is just one of us picks a level, uh, and then we talk about that one, and then when that one finishes... Uh, you know the the other person will pick one, so uh, I'll let you I'll, I'll let you do the honors first, Jay. How would you like to begin our stage by stage breakdown of this of this baby? Uh, let's go with well, Bubble Man. I mean, he's oh yeah, pretty okay, so. pretty annoying, but let's uh let's go Bubble Man, I guess. Let me let Start me off. scoot down to my Bubble Man section here. Okay, it's pretty late in my pretty late in my go here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so the Bone Man stage, you, uh, you, you, you uh, it's platform time, like right in front of like a raging waterfall. That's how you kick things off here. Um, and I think you already mentioned these, so I bet you have something to say about those frogs, right? <laughs> oh man, those frogs are so annoying. Like, like I, I took so much damage because you know I, I feel like as a kid I knew like when the frogs were coming out and I could like time it better, but I just kind of jumped in like, all right, here we go, frogs are coming, and they're just like hitting me in the face. So I just, I just took a lot of damage. Yeah, they're too low. There's no way you really can't. It's those, and you also get those in the stage too. Those birds that drop the fucking eggs. Like you're, you, you have like to, to get good at battling them and really, you know, reliably avoid damage uh, requires a, like, a, a some next-level Mega Man 2 aptitude, you know? Uh, yeah. I don't think either one of us would have had first going into this. So, yeah, anything like that where, like, the thing can go down lower than your gun can shoot uh, is, is tricky, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're called croakers. Cro- croakers. With a C-K, though. Croakers. Cro- croakers. Okay. Uh, yeah, there's giant frogs, and they spit out uh, their offspring, as I guess is the best thing to, to, to think of them as, uh, even though they're robots. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and they shoot out three of them, basically, and they like jump out of their mouth, and they kind of uh, do like kind of this spread attack, and they fall in three different places. And yeah, the, the, the idea is that you want to be in between, like know where they're going to go, and like mm-hmm. be waiting in those gaps between the three of them, and then hope to fucking hit them either on their way down, or on their next jump up before you get pelted by them as they jump towards you you know they, they yeah. just kamikaze right into you so and yes. naturally if you had like the metal blade or something you could take it out but clearly i did not right right <laughs> right, right right well the the, the the metal blades shoot down well, just because it's bigger oh, just yeah. circumference yeah okay you're or, taking yeah. the frogs out or, yeah, sure, like yeah. without no problem yeah for sure sure yeah yeah I, 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 that's and as a general note like i i'm, I'm such a I don't know. Again, kind of my anal retentive natures. Like, like the like. I don't want to. Like, I didn't. I I probably did not use the accessory guns nearly as much as I could or should have. Uh, particularly in stages. Like, I think the only time I really ever use them is against bo- in bosses for the most. Really? Part. Yeah. Because like I don't know. Like I I want to say like in case I need them. <laughs> like, and that's how I am about so many things in life. Like I use the minimum amount oh, of everything fair. at all times. <laughs> I, I I feel like that's fair. But like the metal blade in this Mega Man Two was kind of like the weapon yeah it is it you is know that you it kind of like your all-purpose Fast. weapon and you also once that, you get it 
Yeah, and that one also doesn't uh, – the ammunition for it is long-lasting. Like it yep. doesn't take a lot of the meter each time you use it, which is nice. <clears throat> and not all of them work that way for sure. So anyways, the uh, the, the, the pink platforms uh, were super hard for my NES Advantage to deal with. <laughs> oh, um, really? Yeah, oh, I, man. Yeah. I died an inordinate number of times trying to make those five jumps. <laughs> oh, man. With the normal NES gamepad, man, it was just not no problem. Breezy. Yeah. There were, uh, there were honestly many times when I was playing this game, and I like I said, I did use the NES Advantage, and like, especially for like, you know, as with anything, you kind of get the hang of it, and like, by the time I got into the game, I figured it out, but like, there's a lot of stuff uh, early on where I was thinking to myself, like, ah, I kind of wish I wasn't using this fucking stick. <laughs> uh, and yeah. even, the, even the buttons, because it's not like, you know, like the, I mean, it does have... I did use the turbo. I guess I should have just closed that. The, oh. I, did use the, I did use the turbo feature on the gun because uh, otherwise those big buttons hitting them, like you cannot hit those rapidly. Oh, uh, so I can like, see that. Yeah, if, if I wasn't using the turbo, it would have been a total uh, – yeah, it would have been much harder. That would have been a pain. Yeah, there's no way. I don't know how you did that, man. <laughs> uh, uh, but with the turbo, totally fixed. Nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so the uh, after that you head underwater and you bump into a lantern fish. So these are these are cool enemies. I dug these, uh, and they're like, yeah, they're these huge fish uh, which spit out shrimp, like these robot shrimp, and kind of nonstop basically. They just like vomit them out constantly uh, till you shoot. They have a little light coming off their heads. That uh, yeah, um, yeah, you got to shoot that a few times, and then they blow up, and the shrimp stop coming, and they usually drop something good. Uh, I've always thought, like, <clears throat> I love deep ocean wildlife shows, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I love the idea of fish carrying around their own little natural lighting source. Like, I think that's fascinating, fascinating. Oh, shit. super fascinating. Yeah. So, uh, that I think probably, like, that's always been something I've been to. Uh, if I had the patience for it, uh, um, uh, ocean biology, like, as, as a field of science, I would have loved to have gone into because, uh, but you need to do. Way more school than I probably am, have the ability to or interest in. <laughs> uh, but it would have been a cool way to spend my life for sure. I would have never thought of you as being interested in that. That's fascinating. No? Yeah. <laughs> Here with it. Learning things about each other, Jay. This is all about <laughs> the game, Josh Stolen, the, the, the underwater bot- biologist. Yeah, the, the game the games are just a backdrop, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh so uh I actually, yeah, editor's note, I took a break from the game after beating this stage, and after experiencing the disappointment of finding out that my uh, independent spirit and SAG award screeners had expired, uh, they do them digital now, I don't know if you even know that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they, wow. they do digital, so, I mean, you still do get some discs in the mail, so, you know, whatever, you'll get all your movies taken from you, but uh, a lot of them do, and, uh, yeah, after the award shows are over, they just take them from you, you know, so. Weak. Yeah, that didn't, uh. You know, it's the kind of thing you know, but you don't think about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I wanted to watch The Lighthouse because uh, I hadn't watched that one yet, even though I hear it's kind of not the greatest thing, and I'm not entirely sure I'll enjoy it. But oh wow, worth watching. And uh, William Defoe is kind of like one of those catch-all guys where I'm like, I'll watch anything he does. Uh, anyhow, uh, I tried to watch that, I couldn't. So uh, I fired up my Netflix, and the third suggestion, again, the algorithm just knowing me so well, <laughs> was a nature doc called Night on Earth. Uh, it's kind of like a almost like a blue planet kind of deal like a really high concept high def uh up close um nature show you know Mm. and they had one an episode called dark seas uh and guess what jay i watched that bitch (laughs) (laughs) nice 
Uh, <laughs> a lot of fish, just like that one. Anyhow, they follow that up with uh, what I consider to be Metroid. Speaking of Metroid, uh, they're not uh, they're not similar to Metroids either. They are like straight up Metroids, <laughs> <laughs> like like the octopus things. They have like a little see through body, and then inside these little uh, like a few little little light things or something glowing. The blade and, things. Yep. You know, and that's exactly what the fuck Metroids are. Huh. Interesting. Uh, Metroids. Yeah. And I beat that fucker because of this. I I played that. I didn't play as a kid, but I played that game all the way through. And the end of that game is... I don't know if I've ever felt more accomplished after something, Jay. (laughs) (laughs) I have the video. It's on our YouTube. Check it out, buddy. (laughs) If you have a... I don't know. It's probably wait. It's probably like nine minutes or something. Nine minutes that you want to waste your life. And the so these fucking things, you're dealing with these while you're dealing with the one-hit death, like Morningstar heads that line the seat. I hated those things, like especially as a kid, like I died so many times trying to land through those. Yep. And one hit death, anything sucks. (laughs) Yeah, It's a super cheap thing to put in games, I think. Uh, But whatever. Uh, Yeah, I certainly died a few times dealing with those as well. Um, But uh, there's a. It's the difficulty of them is compounded because you're like your jump is like the physics of your jump is completely ridiculous underwater mm-hmm. like uh they must have incredibly high salt content in this agua because you have your buoyancy is insane <laughs> <laughs> now, the slightest jump can take you way higher than you know even just the slightest tap of the button can take you so much higher than you normally go uh when you're not underwater so which is odd because i don't feel like that's how water works <laughs> no, kind of the same with like controlling your fall through the water as well on there yeah. to avoid them yeah it's it's weird for sure. Uh, so uh, that's kind of the last thing for the stage. You get into the boss battle, uh, which also occurs underwater with a Morningstar line ceiling. So uh, Bubble Man, yeah, uh, he swims around in like a very floaty way and logically shoots bubbles at you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, the I lumped his ass up with a metal blade, no trouble at all. Uh, and uh, nice. St- I didn't have to look it up. I just kind of somehow knew that was the appropriate weapon. Uh, one of the few things I did recall uh, from my childhood. But uh, yeah, he was. I didn't really have much trouble with him. Did you? What was what was your deal with Bubble Man? Uh, no problem. I mean, yeah, this was my first level, so all I had was the the Mega Blaster, and E-shooter. I just yeah, I just pieced him up. He was no problem. Just avoiding his bubbles. Done. <laughs> Done. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. So then you get. Uh, I guess it's worth mentioning the like so when you you beat the boss and uh, this is actually a really cool thing I think the when you, after you beat a boss so they come to the computer interface screen and uh, it's scored with a really peppy tune and they uh, they put Mega up on the screen next to a box that that reads get equipped with and whatever weapon you just copped from the boss right and uh, like you 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 change like your 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 guy changes to the color that he'll change kind of anyways it's not exact but <laughs> kind of the color that he'll change in game when you select the option from the menu uh, which is pretty pretty I don't know it's just a, a cool little again kind of just a little thing that they could have got, got easily gotten away with not bothering to put in the presentation you know um, oh yeah but that was like the most exciting part to me as a kid like after you beat the boss absorbing his power and then like your, your uniform changes like that was extra cool to me like that was like the most unique thing like in terms of gaming at that time i think for sure yeah i thought it was, it was very cool 
I like collecting things too, and it's its own it's digital way of collecting things. Give me that bubble lead. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's that's the weapon name. In this case, it is the bubble lead, and it uh, also fires a bubble that rolls along the ground and uh, is rather destructive than um, the things it bumps into. Uh, and as Mega teleported out of this room after I fragged Bubs, uh, a question occurred to me: uh, Why do I need to traverse these levels at all? if he can teleport out of these boss battle rooms? Hmm. That is a great question. <laughs> Maybe you can only teleport somehow in those rooms? Okay. I don't know. I'd like to know more about the physics of that, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw grass into straws here. <laughs> uh, okay, well, uh, so that, that was Bald Man. And then the first one I uh, got into, we might as well do that one, uh, I chose Woodman, and uh, I love the yeah. I love the intro. Another cool thing, the uh, just like a nice touch they they did that they didn't have to. The intro each time you pick a level, it gives you a little intro for the bosses, you know, and like it's like uh, it does kind of this star field thing background, and then a little band comes up, a blue band in the middle of the screen, and the boss kind of jumps out of that menu. Oh yeah, into that little band, and then he does this, you know, like little posturing move of some kind, <laughs> uh, kind of like a shit, like a way of shit to talk a little shit before you get into the stage, uh, which is pretty cool. And uh, Woodman specifically in this case beats his chest like a fucking eighties WWF character. <laughs> uh, that was great. Yeah, which is one of the more aggro uh, of of them all. So that's fun. And the music, uh, as we you know mentioned by using it uh, as our first music cue, is so fucking good in this stage. Uh, yeah. I I love that it also, and this is a cool, another just cool thing. That, you know, thinking of fucking everything, they I love that it plays during the pause screen. So when you pause the game, the music keeps going. And yes, because you have to go to that menu so often in this game, it would have really sucked. I think if music stopped, you know, uh, every, oh, yeah. every time you had to do that. So that was cool that they left that in, or, or, or made that that way. Uh, and yeah, I, this this is where it, it it occurred to me how beautiful those turbo dials are on the NES Advantage. Like, so when I first, you know, you first because this game it's uh, like there's a certain I guess cadence to the the the, the firing of the weapons, uh, specifically the pea shooter. Mm-hmm. So like when I first turned it on, like if, if, if the turbo's too high of a rate, it doesn't it it doesn't. Spire. Uh, it's just a, yeah. it's you know, it's obviously it doesn't it goes without saying. It's just a the button is being pushed a number of times theoretically, right? So like if that but if it's not being pushed at the right rate or the right timing, it's not actually firing. It's not hitting the button at the right time, and it actually slows down the rate at which you fire huh. um, because there is like you cannot you can only fire so many times at a time there can only be so many of your bullets on the screen at once you know what i mean so like it, it basically it required when i first did it some very fine tuning with those dials like turning them back and forth or turning it back and forth trying to find the perfect rate at which to play the game with you know it was, it was, wow that seems super annoying because yeah there's definitely a rhythm for right. sure to it well it's not i mean it was annoying until i found it once i found the perfect thing it was beautiful <laughs> <laughs> it's just cool i don't know it's like you know i, don't know, I, I love the idea of like calibrating my system nice. <laughs> Uh, it's a fun little, uh, I don't know, maintenance uh, chore. So uh, the the you, you one of the first fucking things you deal with in the stage are called uh, these dogs, uh, aptly called hot dogs. Uh, they shoot out this fire 
projectile that moves in kind of an elliptical pattern, uh, and they it will rock you pretty good if they catch you with it. But uh, the caves they put them in kind of don't give you enough playroom to really time out your jumps to avoid the shit. So that's like the difficulty of it because they they fire them in an interval of some kind. But like the idea is that you want to jump a certain height to be able to land and shoot his ass before he fires again. You know what I mean? And they like, they put him in these fucking caves where you can't really do that. <laughs> you know? Naturally. Uh, it was frustrating. Yeah. Uh, and you also get, we already mentioned them in the bubble man stage, but you get a lot of those birds that drop the eggs that explode and they release a swarm of, I don't know, what are those bees or like, what fuck are those things that come out? Just of a bunch of tiny birds, I think. They're super annoying, but as long as you time them, it's like, yeah, especially with the blade because of its directional capabilities. I mean, you smoke them. Yeah, yeah, the, that's basically the idea is that you want to hit them before they hit the ground. But if you fuck it up, they can definitely... Then you're, yeah. <laughs> it can definitely uh, ruin your, your day a little bit for sure. Uh, yeah, that's honestly, there wasn't a shit ton to say about this stage. It was kind of boring otherwise. So, boss battle... <laughs> Woodman, his his thing is a force field, so he has this kind of uh, odd that it's leaves because leaves aren't the most imposing of a of a surface to obstruct projectiles from or uh, obstruct you from pro- projectile fire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's what he uses, and yeah, you cannot shoot through the leaves. So he does this thing where like the leaves kind of float around him in a circle constantly, and then he, while that's happening, shoots. A bunch of leaves up into the air that slowly float down, and those can also damage you, which is odd that leaves can damage you. But uh, <laughs> at, yeah, as those kind of they, they float down in kind of this like perfectly spaced pattern, and then he also fires that shield that's circling around him at you in a straight ahead projectile way. So the whole thing is, and then he he's only a very brief second after he fires before he re-ups on that shield so the whole yeah. thing of this is you got to line yourself up if you don't want to get hit anyways you want to you want to line yourself up in between where those leaves are falling also jump over the thing he shoots at you and then catch his ass with some fire before he re-ups again you know um and that's i'd, I'd actually say it's one of, he's one of the tougher and probably no it's not even that it's tough it's just it takes it's more time consuming than most of the other bosses, like most of the other bosses, I kind of just kamikaze into. <laughs> yeah. What did you use to, to fight him? Uh, I think I was still peach. Well, this is my first level, so I peach. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so I could I could see why that took longer because I used the metal blade, so it was like much easier. But at the same time, yeah, that freaking shield, you have to like time your jump to be like at your highest to even try to get over it. Yep. Otherwise, you're just taking damage and you're gonna miss that window to hit him before he re-ups. Yep. Yep. Such yep. a pain. But yeah. I, I mean, other than that, yeah, that blade, I pieced him up. Wish I had that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I died. I, I actually died um, a time before I got through his ass, so that didn't happen a ton. Uh, after you dust uh, his ass, you get that energy burst, and then the lead shield is the the weapon that you get, and uh, it turns mega green when you use it. So that is Woodman. Who do you want to tackle next? Let's uh let's jump into Flashman. Flashman. I feel like that's a I feel like Flashman and Quickman to me are like those are the two and it is the two I tackled last. I felt like those really? are two of the hardest guys. Uh or I thought they were like two of the hardest levels maybe, I don't know. I I like I felt like I needed to stave those off until the end. But See, I I didn't remember that at all. Like hearing you say that though makes me think I thought that as a kid, but for some reason this time when I did it I actually went to Flashman second. 
Yeah. And thought the level was super easy. Yeah. So. Uh, well, yeah. my first impression <laughs> of this fucking level was that it was an ice terrain stage, and I fucking hate ice game, hate ice levels. <laughs> oh yeah, the slippery. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, which I I don't necessarily. I mean, I guess that he freezes you is kind of his thing. So freeze ice, sure. But uh, I didn't. I, I, it took me a moment to get there with like, what the fuck does Flashman have to do with freezing shit? <laughs> I actually don't know that I thought of it as ice at all. I was just like, okay, we got these flashy blocks that you slide on. It's okay. <laughs> like I didn't even connect the dots to the actual Flashman. A, a particularly <laughs> a particularly greased up uh, level. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, I I like how the this is a dumb little thing that I noticed in this stage. When you are using another gun mm-hmm. and your, your sprite changes colors, when you see a one-up in a level, it also... Yeah. Is, <laughs> that's just like, a, again, just like a really dumb little insignificant thing that I that I noticed. And but it's so was, cool. Yeah, I thought it was cool. Yeah, it's just a really nice touch. Um, so the initial leg of this stage takes you through these ice tunnels that are occupied by those fucking robots that shoot out the one arm. Uh, and they kind of it's like they lob the projectiles at you in a little bit of a arced uh, fashion. And if you uh, you can kind of pretty much circumvent damn near all of the challenge of this level if you're willing to burn up uh, your little item one platform, uh, the jet sled, which uh, I had gotten by the time I got here. Thankfully, uh, I guess if it was your second one, maybe you did not, right? I did not. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the having that made this level. A whole lot fucking easier, uh, and also the because the, the the crash bombs too. You can use the crash bombs on those little barriers. Oh yeah, I remember coming through here thinking like, oh, I wish I had the crash. Oh well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh. uh, and I had those, and yeah, I have it. between those two things. This level was a like a, a breeze to say the least. So um, yeah, I uh, had no problem. I, I mentioned having an adversity to using up shit. Not in a nice level. Fuck ice levels. <laughs> I was more than happy to burn my resources to get through there as, as fast uh, and uh, as easily as possible. With as, least, as little resistance as possible. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the, uh, did what I kind of blew through it, like I said. So did you have anything with this level that really... Dude, there's nothing. Like, this level was super easy to me. I think either I thought it was super easy or I just maybe remembered. So, like, I fell, like, down to the right the way... I was able to avoid like a bunch of stuff. Like it's yeah, I, I had no problem at all. Yeah. Like even, even like the guys in there in the big stomping robots, like I was able to avoid them like in the ways that I fell. Yeah. I just like took them out. So Where, yeah. 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 That's kind of, yeah. That's, that's, if you go that, like that, that was the whole thing. Like if you go the, with the, the, the crash bomb slash jet sled way, mm-hmm. you, you, it kind of takes you through this. Like, uh, it's just like an item pickup sequence, like you, you, because you, you, you're like falling down. Like the, yeah, the, the the screens that you fall into are partitioned off, right? So yeah, like yep. one side of the of the thing has yes, like some sort of fucking enemy that you have to deal with, or the other side has like an energy canister and a one up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. So like if you, I, this game does that a lot, uh, actually, and I think that's it's kind of it's funny to me and kind of cool. The uh, they will show you things that either are attempting to tantalize you to try some death-defying bullshit <laughs> to, yeah. like, to get a come-up of some kind, or they show you 
the bad decision or they rub in the bad decision you made, you know, oh, uh, yeah. by you having to go through this sequence where you're looking at these things that you could have gotten if you'd made a better choice in life. Cause it's know? like three <laughs> screens worth. It's like, up, oh, you missed this now, <laughs> and you missed this and right, you missed right, that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Very, very funny and very punitive, uh, which this game often is. So, um, yeah, other than that, I made it straight all the way up to flash, man. No, no worries. Word, word. Yeah, those are those those things that you're talking about. The the Krang mech vehicles is what I think of them as. Uh, Krang mech. Yo, yeah, I could see that. Funny, because like I don't even know if he was ever in the cartoon in the damn thing. But the the action figure of Krang is I actually had. It's funny. I have the. I, I, I've already mentioned I have the Krang thing on my fucking desk. Like <laughs> the thing that, that the little brain came in when you in the initial run of the action figures. I think they eventually did sell the the whole. Uh, whatever the hell that thing was called, like the big fucking person that he was in the belly of. Oh, they uh, definitely did. Right. They definitely did. It was huge, though, yeah. I, if I remember. Yeah, it was like a place that it was sold eventually. But when you just got the character <laughs> in the initial run, it was, he was just in this, what kind of one of those things. It was like just metal legs with a little, with a little glass fucking container or something on top. And uh, that's exactly what I think of every time I see one of those in this game is fucking crank. <laughs> so yeah, there's a bunch of those in this level. We're, so boss battle, uh, Flashman's arena has an uneven floor, but uh, so yeah, it's like it's kind of staggered and there's steps and stuff in there, which um, can be taken advantage of by him because he freezes. T- His whole thing is he freezes time, basically. Uh, I, I don't even think he got around to doing so before I just killed his ass, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah, me neither. I used the bubble cannon. What did what did you use? I also think I just used the fucking pea shooter, dude. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, he, like he did freeze time. Yeah, he, I remember saying he did freeze time on me once, uh, but I barely noticed it, and uh, it did not slow me down uh, on Kamikaze and his ass in the smithereens. Um, so, yeah. Pretty fucking easy boss, actually. Considering, I, like, he should have. I feel like he should have been able to use that time stopper thing more often. It would have been made this much harder. Um, oh yeah, only he didn't. Even, he didn't get a chance. Right uh, at all? Not even one time. Not even once. <laughs> yeah. I just went after him. I was like, oh, I'm not going to wait for him to do any kind of action. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Uh, so you get the, the, the weapon you get is the time stopper, which naturally stops time when you use it. Uh, it's kind of, it's such a useless thing to me in the game as, as a, as a weapon. It's it, the, the meter u- is used up so fast, which they had, I mean, if you could stop time regularly and, and also the other catch with it is it uses all of it. You can't just use it. Yeah. You can't stop and be like, I'm done now. <laughs> right. Uh, which, yeah. So you, you have this one time usage of a super fast moving, um, resource you know uh or ammunition whatever you want to call it and yeah i mean it didn't really have other than like i would use it <laughs> like it, it, in bosses sometimes when i was just trying everything to see what the fuck worked on things yeah. i think it's the only time i ever used it <laughs> yeah. uh which sucks that uh you know it didn't have more utility but uh when you beat him you get and this is our first uh instance of talking about this you get those three items that we mentioned from the instruction booklet. Uh, there is the the platforms that go that kind of just propeller up straight up into the air, uh, the jet sled that we mentioned using in this stage, and then also the wall climber deal, which are kind of they're also platforms that just move up, but they grab onto a wall and do it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's flying through the air. Um, I think they probably they, they go all the way up and then all the way down, maybe even also I think, but. Uh, they basically last longer than the propeller ones is kind of their advantage. 
but they have to you have to do them on a wall. So Dr. Light, the way those work is uh, on that little computer screen when you get your you get your the weapon thing that uh, you get from the the boss that you beat, and then after that you get kind of like a urgent fucking message or something uh, that comes in <laughs> from Dr. Light, uh, your your creator, and he bestows one of these three items on you uh, and 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 tells you you know uh, he actually says. I gotta find which the first time I had a uh, get your weapons ready. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's a little thing that you get after, or he says to you after you get it here. Is it Heat Man that I had my first one here? Uh, this is my first one. Yeah, I, the first one I got was beating Heat Man, uh, getting those nice. platforms. Um, yeah, but yeah, get your weapons ready. Um, anyhow, so that is fucking Flash Man and. Uh, for my next one, uh, I will go with, let's go with Heat Man. Heat Man. Heat Man. Uh, so yeah, this was, <laughs> this is the one I made a video about, so you can actually watch me beat this fucker. <laughs> but, nice. uh, the, so the, this level is a kind of a bitch. The, the <laughs> it's, it requires some like really hardcore precision platforming just to start the level even. Uh, and and I immediately worked my way to the first instance of continuing. <laughs> oh man, I the th- the thought of you doing this with that controller, man, I don't know how. Like that seems way too intense to me. It this is where yes, this is this is where I was definitely thinking to myself, <laughs> uh, maybe I should get out my regular controller. Uh, but I stuck with it. I put my head down and fucking get her done. Yeah, exactly. Get her done. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so in continuing though, the advantage to continuing is uh, getting to hear the continue scream music, which is ultra fucking hot. Yeah, the absolute shittiest thing that you can find in Mega Man games shows up in this level. And those are those disappearing platform memory puzzles. Oh, yes. Those are also in the first game and probably in the third and fucking everyone after that, too. But yeah, so basically you have a single screen situation and blocks appear and disappear in kind of a time sequence. And you have to navigate them from memory. Like they usually require like a, a lot of times the trick of it is that there are instances in the pattern where you need to jump to a place before the platform has actually yet appeared there. So either, oh, yeah. either jumping horizontally to a platform that's not there, or oftentimes a platform will be appearing right above you, and if you don't jump quick enough, or before it appears, you'll just hit your head on the fucking platform above you. Like, you can jump around the side of it, but in the time that you have, super difficult. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, so these are, I mean, it's like, yeah, there, there's usually some sort of really punitive thing for fucking it up, like an enemy trolling around down the area you fall into, or just a flat-out pit of some kind uh, where you die. Like, it's uh, easily the most frustrating part of this game. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> this yeah. level, I I remember it well, <laughs> both as a kid and now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, on the upside, uh, they do give you after usually after in this level, whenever you have one of these, they usually give you a life uh, restoration pill farming instance. Uh, they have those like thing. I don't know what the hell they like the. It, there's two, two. There's two kinds of them in this game. There's there's one uh, where they have this level where it's those little just they're the slow moving cylinders that just constantly come up. things. Yeah, yeah. 
walls constantly and you can just keep you know it's super easy to just stand there and shoot them till they drop big pill uh things so that's sure. nice uh and also there's there's levels um where they have those i don't know what they are like little grub things that come out of the ceiling and the floor and you got to kind of oh nap. yeah i hate that i hate that <laughs> uh actually i love those because they're that you can just farm energy from them every time you know if you gotta like go through you do have to go through super slow but mm-hmm. if you go through slowly you can absolutely come out of there with full life every time mm. <laughs> nice um so yeah it's nice when it gives you those those are those are um you know life can be tough to come by in this game uh without those popping up on you so uh they drop a long running disappearing platform sequence that crosses over a huge lava pit and then an even bigger chasm <laughs> so this had me thinking uh i should probably just quit this stage and come back once i have the jet transfer item which i did not have at the time <laughs> uh, and so yeah i thought i was like no fuck that man i'm gonna i'm gonna stick it out uh but <laughs> i i got like i was doing it however many times it took me to get this far but like i got I worked my way like almost to the end. Like I could see the safe ground. And then they sprung one of those ones where you had to jump straight up. Like I was, yeah, uh... was like, and they had the sequence where it was like they kind of hold you to sleep with like just all you gotta do is just jump to the next one, jump to the next one, jump to the next one. And then it dropped one of those ones on where you gotta jump up before right above you before the thing appears. And that even before I died, like it happened, I was like, fuck. <laughs> I knew I was fucked, you know. Uh, even though I could see the end of it, and uh, after having died, I don't, you know, how many, I safe scum however many times uh, before that. Uh, so yeah, so that happened. And I was like, "Fuck this! Uh, I'm gonna go get the uh, fucking <laughs> the jet sled." So I I left the stage basically when I died that time. <laughs> I want to say it's uh, yeah, Airman's punk ass. Uh, they have to be to get the jet sled, and I went and did that and came back. <laughs> oh yeah, dude, I definitely had that. Like, I I had that naturally because I did the Airman stage right before this, so I was like, oh, I I did the jumping like halfway through, just enough so I knew, like, I was, I would make it to the other side with no problem, and I just jetted across. Uh, smart man, yeah, I did yeah. that. Uh... I keep wanting to call it the rush jet from like Mega Man Three and onward, like right, rush jet or whatever yeah. it's called. Yeah, yeah well, the, yeah, all the things. Yeah, and three or the dog. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, much cooler. I like the, the dog. I like dogs. Uh, <laughs> when I so when I got back post air dizzle, uh, I buzzed right through this, uh, of course. <laughs> uh, and the jet sled lasts as long as as you have power left in the meter, uh, and a full meter actually gets you across the whole thing. So uh, you'd have been fine even if you didn't get to that halfway mark. But yeah, uh, definitely use that baby if you can for sure. And then you get uh, there's just after that you just get one of those crank machine things. Um, before you get to boss battle against Heatman. And Heatman kicks things off with a very attention needy display of his pyrotechnical capabilities. <laughs> uh, and then he starts his attack pattern by lobbying. He, he like he he throws out three fireballs to kind of different uh distances, lengths. Um and when they land, they create a, a a column of fire that goes up probably a little higher than you your sprite is. Uh I I do not believe you can jump over them when they're at their height. So uh, there's only one time when he's vulnerable to attack. He he has a shield up, a fire shield. Prior to a, he does this teleport move across the screen, and while he's teleporting, you also can't hurt him. And if he passes through you, he can hurt you. So hmm. uh, not good to let him do that. Uh, I died three times testing this shit out, <laughs> uh, and I, yep. I had two weapons at the time: uh, an air cannon and a leaf shield. Um, before I devised a thing where I, I would I kind of would make him chase me to the outer bounds of the room, 
Mm-hmm. And I would just outrun his fire lobbing shit and then fire back at him with the pea shooter until after they landed uh, and then jumped his teleport shit and then rinse and repeat is, is how I eventually beat him. Yeah. Um, I mean, he, that that was pretty much the way to beat him, which I didn't recognize that pattern. Like, you could just easily use the freaking arm cannon and, and just do that until we re until I refought him later in Dr. Wily. So I tried the freaking Metal Man first. That did not work. <laughs> yeah, so right. then I tried air. That Jay, also didn't work. Think about the physics, dude. Metal, <laughs> right? metal, fire. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Well, then <laughs> I was like, air. I was like, yep, no, that definitely didn't work. But then, yeah, yeah, pea shooter finally. Yeah. I had a fourth life, luckily, um, on my thing. Cause I, right. I have to score an extra life. And they, when I went back to get the airman or do the airman thing, that was much easier, as the instruction book suggested. So, uh, yeah, I had a fourth life. Otherwise, I wouldn't continue and I'm probably just as pissed off. Uh, having to do the whole stage over because I'm <laughs> not safe scum, I guess, um, to have that available to me, unfortunately. So, uh, yeah, I recorded that run. Uh, the video link will be in the show notes and all over. It's all already all over our iOS OH social bullshit. So you can watch me beat that prick if you, again, want to waste some time out of your life. And the uh, Atomic Fire is the weapon upgrade you score here, which is a badass name for anything you want to name. Yeah. <laughs> Atomic uh, Fire. Whether it be a Mega Man uh, weapon or anything else in life, but it yes, it shoots fireballs as you might uh, expect it to, and it's kind of in a bit of a delayed fashion. Like it's not as atomic as I would have preferred it to be. <laughs> yeah, I never actually used it really. Like yeah, it's like it's kind of just like a really small little pea that mm, there's really nothing fiery about it to be honest. I mean, you could charge it up, but it's like it uses up so much to do that. I don't think I knew that. Really? Oh, yeah, you definitely charge it up, but it just, like... It probably looks much more impressive when you charge it up. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, Josh, play back through. That did not even occur to me as a thing that any of these weapons would be capable of, like, charging up. Well, yeah, because you don't do charging up until, like, the later Mega Mans, like, in terms of the arm arm cannon, so... But, yeah, I I, I tried it with, like, every weapon just just to see, because I couldn't remember which ones you could use it on. Again, smart, smarter man than I, Jay. Didn't even cross my mind. Hey, I just remembered it, that's all. <laughs> uh, Weren't, so yeah, you uh, you do get item number one from Dr. Light after the fucking heat thing, and those are the floating platforms, so nice to have. I had two of those at this point. Um, who do you want to tackle next? We've been talking about it, using his weapon. Let's go Metal Man. Metal Man. Oh man, where did I get into Metal Man? Here we go, Metal Man. Uh, I like his little dance after you pick him. <laughs> it's kind of like a little like a rock star number that ends with his finger in the air. Uh, that was pretty cool, I thought. Uh, and the music yeah. is also off the goddamn wall uh, for this <laughs> for this level. Oh man, uh, this again, is clearly a classic. Yeah, also why we used it. Uh, yeah, so very very good. Uh, they start you off on moving conveyor belts, uh, which is second only to ice when it comes to shitty 8-bit video game terrain. <laughs> yeah, they uh, fittingly proceed to have said belts propel you into energy-sucking hazards. Uh, iron spike traps, in this case. or they, Usually, that's what they do. Uh, and in this case, it's iron spike traps. And they do apologize with some health pickup farming opportunities immediately after, which is nice, uh, but still sucks anytime you're on a conveyor belt in a video game. And the uh, the little jester dudes uh, riding on the huge gears are an enemy I have always loved as well. Uh, <laughs> really? I don't know. Uh, first of all, they're easy. First of all, you can shoot true. them. Thing. They don't fuck with you too bad. But they're just, they're just very fun looking and creative uh, enemies, I think. 
Uh, and yeah, I mean, honestly, other than that, uh, there's not a shit ton I would say about the stage. It's kind of a cake stage, really. Yeah, I flew through it. But the funny thing is, the minute I thought to myself, like consciously, like, man, I'm so good, like this, this is no problem. I, d I immediately died. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's definitely how like, life works. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, all right, let me just uh, chill out with that. No cowboy shit, dude. Just like, uh, what's from a fuck, man? No cowboy shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, Darkest Dungeon. So, yeah, the boss battle, uh, he whips saw blades at you and he jumps around and he's kind of able to, uh, he, or not kind of, he is able to oscillate the conveyor belt. Like you're on the, the conveyor belts are also in the boss battle room. So you, he can manipulate the direction those go. And that is probably the most difficult thing about him because he can catch you off guard if you're like trying to, you're working yourself against the grain on in one direction and then those fuckers switch up. It can run you right into him or run you right into his goddamn projectiles, which kind of sucks. Uh, so yeah, I fucking, as I did so many times, I just treated like a good old fashioned shootout with a pea shooter. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, I used, I also had a couple energy canisters, uh, pent up. So, uh, oh, nice. I was able to use those. Um, they were lying around pretty abundantly in this level, I believe. So I had a couple <clears throat> and use one of those fuckers. And that makes life way easier when you have two health meters to do anything in this game. <laughs> uh, nice. yeah. Did you, I mean, what was, what was your experience with the actual? I thought he was actually pretty easy. I somehow quickly noticed his little jumping rhythm and just kind of stood under him and let him just jump back and forth and shot him with the the cannon. So, like, I don't know. I don't remember knowing that as a kid. So somehow I just, like, jumped into that rhythm. And so that was was pretty easy after that. Does he, does he jump? What is it? It's, yeah, it, yeah, it's like a 45-degree thing. Yeah. yeah, he just jumps back and forth. And I was like, wait a minute. Okay, I'm just yeah. going to stay here and, yeah. Just keep yeah. timing with it. Yeah, this play vid I'm watching. This dude is fucking piecing his ass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, I got it. I, I don't remember that being a thing as a kid. I know I definitely didn't beat it like it that when I was little. Yeah. But yeah, Dunskis. I definitely did not do it that way. I was. I think I was just definitely took more L's than this guy's taking here that I'm watching. Back <laughs> thing you're describing. <clears throat> So that's Metal Man. And the last one before we get into our break, uh, let's do... Where we going? Let's do... Airman, since I... Airman. had already done him by the time we did the last guy. So uh, it's interesting that uh, this is the recommended novice starting point, given all the platforming they expose you to. Right? right? How is this... The, how is that <laughs> possible, man? Right. Uh, I mean, you know, it's it's... Like first, the, the the first part of it is there. Your oh, they call them air tiki's and the little gremlin flying fuckers that come out of the sides of them. So like they're these big pink things that are yeah. Kind of, they are just kind of platforms with little gremlin horns that come up on the edges of them that can hurt you if you're standing near the edges or trying to jump through the edges. When cloud the, devils, right? Yeah, and then the little these little gremlin things fly out the side of them and then float up kind of slowly and then start moving in over top of you. So it's like actually another, you can kind of farm your way through, like even if you're getting hit here, which is kind of possible, uh, you can kind of farm your way to keeping your life full. Oh yeah. Through it because of those things constantly coming out you and they're slow. So you don't need to, you know, if, as long as you're centered and paying attention, it's not too hard to, to frag them and just get their drops uh, with ease. So 
even, I mean, same thing with those birds. I mean, we got more of those flying birds dropping the eggs, but they kind of come like at the same, I don't know what it is, like a five second, every five seconds. So you can kind of time it, you know? You can, but dude, those fuckers in this level are behind them because the clouds oftentimes are in the foreground in this level. So like those birds are sent at you in an area where those clouds are all over the place. And yeah, you- but the, it's it's still timing though. Like I honestly, like, I don't know, maybe I'm just way too much of a nerd. Like it's it's kind of like one, two, three, there's a bird. One, so I'll I'll throw a metal blade since it's directional again. Like where, when I know they're gonna come again, so you're, it just kind of worked. You're out. a fucking video game savant. Shit. <laughs> I, I was trying to get to those bird things as fast as fuck. I did not want to deal with them at all because I did not trust you when, when they were coming at me. Same uh, result, they died. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then so yeah, even before you get to those though, the uh, still in that platforming sequence, dude, you have those, which is kind of much harder because they're also using. First of all, they're faster moving and they're smaller, uh, but they have the like they're called lightning lords, and they're just dudes riding oh, around yeah. flying cloud, <laughs> and you gotta whack them. It's kind of like the. It reminds me of the 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 magic carpet dudes in Mario two is what I think of uh, where you got to like, you got to whack them and then take their ride. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh, like the Latiku guys in Mario is awesome. Right. Yeah. And then to, and to get over to basically the next instance of the dude. Cause, uh, and, and cause they, you, you don't even, you can't control them. You just, you just ride on whatever their pattern thing is. So you got to like ride to the next interaction with the next lightning Lord dude and kill him and jump on his. And that one gets you a little further and a little further. Uh, mm-hmm. I got to kill a few of them in sequence like that. So, yeah, the it's not easy platforming for sure, especially like the first thing you're encountering in the game. <laughs> you know, so it's yeah, interesting choice by Capcom. Uh, but I they, thought it, I feel like it was difficult as a kid, but like this time, like I didn't find it hard at all. It was just kind of like, okay, yep, yeah, I remember this. You know, I was kind of like just enjoying it. You know, yeah, sure. It took no. me much longer as a kid though. Yeah, I mean, there are levels that are way fucking more difficult than this. I'm not saying it's at all the, the hardest level, but again, just the very first thing you're going to encounter, uh, it's interesting that that's, that that's the suggestion of it because it's <laughs> definitely not the easiest either. No, for uh, sure. So they, they try to kid you, like, run up to the boss uh, area. They try to kid you slipping with uh, a sequence where you have, again, those egg-dropping fuckers. And then uh, also an enemy I like, they're called Fat Man, Fat Fan Man. Uh, fan or oh, sorry, they're called. That's fan what fiends. they're called. What? Yeah, they're, no, no, no. They're, they're called. Oh, okay. fiends. I call them the fat fan man. Uh, <laughs> uh, and it's it, it's also like a like a platforming obstacle course too. So like they kind of throw the cloud foreground thing with the egg dropping and the 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 fan dudes, uh, and like platforming shit. But if you honestly, if you just tear ass through it, it, it was uh, surprisingly easy. Like if you oh, honestly yeah. like taking it slow and 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 being careful gets you into more trouble than not. Oh uh, yeah. And blade and keep rolling. Yeah, dude, you fucking love. It. I, I, I <laughs> dude, I, I am absolutely certain. Even half of you, the game that you have already used the Metal Man Blade more than I used it the entire time. <laughs> like for for one hundred percent sure. Oh, it was basically my base weapon. Like, most of the time. <laughs> uh, I wish I'd done this. The game's probably way more fun that way. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm too much of a conservationist. So the boss battle with this dude. Uh, this he looks like a. Kind of like you might I I thought of him as like a more physically fit version of the fan dudes. <laughs> what, like. he, what I thought of when I looked at him, uh, and he, he he spews out like gaggles of small tornado projectiles. So they they like the spits these things out and they kind of fill up the room in a well spaced formation up above you, and they hold their position a beat, and then they fly at you all at once uh, from all the different places that they've populated. So 
Uh, his little fan body, or his little body fan, rather, also creates resistance you have to work against when you're trying to run towards him mm-hmm. uh, or avoid those fucking things coming to you. So uh, that can kind of, it, like, it drastically changes your jump physics for sure. So that's kind of the, the challenge of him. Uh, and the tornadoes deflect your cannon fire, too. So um, Freaking deflection. Yeah. Right. All I had, because I, I hadn't beaten Heatman yet, so... All I had was the leaf shield this time, so I was definitely using the pea shooter on this dude. Dude, uh, you used wait. So <laughs> the funny thing is, my notes say verbatim, "OMG, the leaf shield was two hits on Airman, and he was done." <laughs> I don't even think to use it because it's not even yeah. a weapon. It's not even so, a weapon. Dude. <laughs> well, well, the way I thought about that too, but the way I went through it, I kind of picked a weapon to use on each boss, and by the time I got the Airman, it was kind of like, well. I guess I can try the leaf shield and see what happens. That's why it was just shocking that he like got melted with yeah. freaking leaves. I didn't play it right, dude. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, so the I, the I was the whole thing I was doing the whole time to get through his ass was like running forward and then timing a jump to leap the lowest tornado as it flies at you, and then just pepper his ass with some cannon fire before the next wave comes out. You know, so makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it was incremental for me for sure. Makes uh, sense. And definitely with a pea shooter. So, uh, honestly, like it, 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 the leaf shield might be better, but the it took a good amount of uh, a life out of him with the regular cannon. And, and honestly, I think if I would just kamikaze into his ass, I probably could have killed him with a full life meter before he got to me, even with that. So, that's probably yeah. why they suggest him because he's not terribly difficult. Yeah. And like, done. Yep. And you get the air shooter from him. And he is like it, it fires out three of the mini tornadoes, uh, and they kind of have like an upward trajectory deal to them. So uh, it's actually, if if it were effective with more bosses, it would be good because it, it it with the with the upward trajectory to them, like the way the guys are always jumping over top of you, you could probably mm-hmm. uh, probably come in pretty useful with the oh, yeah. bosses. And you also get the uh, the jet sled here, like we already mentioned. And yeah, item uh, two. Man, that one takes me straight back. I mean, this is one of my childhood favorite songs. The, min- the minute I started playing the stage, like I called my daughter and I was like, "Check out this song." Like, <laughs> it was one of my jams. Like, it's weird, but I love it. Uh, dude, there are a lot of Mega Man cover bands, dude. There's, there's what? Yeah, there's one. Uh, dude, I, I, how did I not know this? <laughs> wish I had done the research for this. There, there, yeah, there are bands that have done awesome covers of, of these songs man for sure uh yeah if you want to get off onto a little googling tangent man spend a half hour on that there's some shit you will download for sure i promise you (laughs) all right it's happening (laughs) uh so yeah so crash man uh the beginning of this level really fucking sucks man uh there's very little enemy battling uh it's it's much more about like environmental challenges you know yeah it's just like climbing like this stage is one of those ones that also i think just burned into my memory yeah yeah, because I just kind of climbed up and I was just like, all right, you know, let me pull out this metal blade and just blast these dudes that are going to be just floating at me constantly. You know, there's 
the only one of these levels that I can like really had like a really visceral memory of is the Airman level. To be totally honest with you, like those. <laughs> Uh, the gremlin things in the beginning, like that's that is something that's seared into my memory. Like very little of this game was just you know, um, I don't know. You know, it was a lot of these games I play them and it's just like it's all there. You know, all, I'm I'm going from memory. Like this game, mm-hmm. this game felt relatively fresh by mm-hmm. its game standards. Yeah, a lot of it did not uh, just come to me right away. But interesting. Side note, though, I did play this game probably two or three years ago on the Xbox with my daughter because we bought the Mega Man collection, which is like one through five or one through six, just so I could experience it with her for the first time. So we did it then. Obviously much harder using freaking Xbox controls, but (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So probably a lot fresher for me for that reason too. For sure, yeah. I hadn't played this one in a while. I I fucked around with the the first one quite a bit. Like I actually, when when we hit the first one in the mags, uh, whenever back when that was, uh, I ended up like occasionally I did this with Metroid too. We like we never played Metroid for a game episode. It was just a game like I wanted. I I badly had I'd never beaten it. I badly wanted to. So like mm. some of these games I hit, and I'm just like I'm beating this fucker. I don't care what happens, <laughs> uh, and I'll play the shit out of it. And I ended up doing that with one quite a bit. So one one is is kind of fresh to me. So I try and I I don't think I did beat. It. I don't think I could beat. Wily's Castle when I was playing it. I never got around to it, so I, I beat all the six bosses, I believe, nice. but, but couldn't get to through Wily. So I didn't actually beat it, but I played it quite a bit. Uh, but yeah, this one, uh, pretty much, you know, almost like playing it fresh. Not quite, but almost. Uh, yeah, so at the beginning of this level, you're navigating these uh, like ladder and platform-heavy environments amidst a like yeah a constant onslaught of those slow-moving cylinder things that come at you mm-hmm. from all angles, you know. Uh, so you go through that shit, you get to... Uh, this it's like a multi-ladder tower that spans I don't even know how many screens and going through like if you don't pick the right path which there's no indicator of what path you should pick you can get into these little dead ends that cause you to backtrack and all the while these those birds are whizzing by just constantly dropping yeah Man, it's so annoying and there's no because you're on a ladder you clearly can't, there's nothing you can do to avoid them so like what you're usually doing uh in the instant like if you're going and like you can see you you know you're going to take some damage so you're just like i hope that i'm going to be able to grab the ladder before i go all the way off the screen that's what i'm i'm praying will happen because if that happens i can at least just burn through before the next instance but if you fall a whole screen down you're going to have to battle <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, it sucks. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna start it over again, and that same thing's gonna happen to you. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, these are a little bit of kind of just holding on for dear life and praying that you make it through it. There's really not a lot of skill to them, you know. Unless you're uh, using that metal blade and then you're just spamming it and like attacking that bird before it comes near you. Oh yeah, on the ladders, yes, you do. There's... That directional capabilities, man. Just being able to shoot that thing diagonally. That's all. That's all you that need. Would, that would have been so clutch. Yeah. Again, that didn't even occur to me as, as an option. <sighs> but climbing up here, I mean, this part, it was kind of cool. I feel like this is also one of the first games I played where you're sometimes just climbing up ladders just in screens. Like, there's no enemies, you're just climbing. But then you get up there, like this one, and then you have the annoying thing where that guy with the hard hat is just, like, waiting three platforms over, and you have to jump and shoot him. But if he hits you, you're just falling two two screens down, and you yeah. have to start all over again. It's, it's like, ah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that happened yeah. to me like twice. Yeah, they'll do that a few times where they kind of like lull. Uh, like I mentioned it in the fire stage or the fireman stage or heat man, whatever the hell it is, where you're they kind of lull you into a, a, a false sense of security with the platforms and then drop some shit on you that you're not expecting. You know? Yeah. Like it's uh. I kind of got this. <laughs> it's it's like a good musician that like can you know can kind of just uh, I don't know make you think one thing's going to happen and then do something completely different. <laughs> you know, it's like it's a it's a cool artistic skill to have uh to understand that pacing. Same like filmmaking same thing, you know. Uh anyhow, so they uh the top of that tower is pretty much the end of this level and you get into your boss battle against Crash Man and this guy lights your ass up pretty good right away. <laughs> like he, he immediately aggros and then he has this high jump where he fires the projectiles down at you and they not only they, they hurt you as they pass through you, just as any projectile does, and then they lodge into the ground and then explode a beat later, uh, which is you know that's more than most of these bosses are able to do to you. So he waxed me a couple times. Uh, yeah, while I just I, like I, I was just trying shit. <laughs> yeah, same. I'm ashamed to say I tried. Like I I, I died twice on him. Yeah. I was not happy about it. <laughs> yep. Uh, but I, I was trying the bubbles. Like I don't know what you used. I I used bubbles because you know I. That was next up on my rotation. I figured it had to be bubbles. And it did it work well? It did work. I mean, I kind of had to avoid the the dying the first time, but or the second time. <laughs> yeah, but... die. You got to avoid the dying part for sure. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think I just I think I went in there with like low health at first, and bubbles were working, but I just died. And I was like, all right, let me try this again, and then it worked. Word. Uh, I tried the air cannon. I, I, I actually did do a little because he was like I said he was harder, so I, I did some trial and error too. And yeah. uh, the air cannon is what I found, and it. It took two hits, I, I believe, to dust his ass off with that, which was nice. I did not. I, I, I hadn't even been there, man, yet. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it'd probably be a way different experience to go through as like as you're told or as intended, you know? Yeah. Anyhow, uh, there was no chance in hell I was going to beat him with a pea shooter. So yeah, I'm going <laughs> to the crash bomber is your reward, and that is just kind of like is. It's a bomb projectile that'll stick in the walls and then detonate if it doesn't hit an enemy first. So uh, that's fun weapon. Yeah, it's definitely a fun and different, like way different than most of the the, the guns that are just kind of some sort of projectile that shoots. You know, okay. it's got, got a little bit of a an extra layer to it, which is nice. And then the last cat that we hadn't beat yet was Quick Man, and Quick Man. Quick man, the environmental background art here is really cool. It's kind of this like futuristic industrial thing going on. So that was to the game designer's credit. That was cool. And early on, you encounter one of the, uh, I, in my opinion, the iconic imagery things in this game. And it's the falling sequence where the one hit, oh. those one hit obliteration horizontal energy band things. Oh, kind of man. Like, yeah, flying in from the periphery. And you got you to gotta navigate to make sure you're falling fast enough to avoid them and you're going in the right directions and shit because it's all about like they put little things here and there you got to jump over sometimes and kind of fall to the right left whatever it is uh to be able to fall quickly enough to not get fragged basically oh yeah it's it's a whole they give you uh, they give you a lot of uh, aid pickups in this level which is funny one-ups and shit because it's if you were playing this game uh on og hardware without save states like that shit would be hard as hell to get through uh without i mean it, it is it's just trial and error like there's no you know you can't mm. if you go the wrong way you can't fix it <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> like, that's just it yeah that's yeah there's, there's one there's one success route through these 
things. And if you don't get it right, you're dead. So uh, if you couldn't save, if you couldn't load and see save state, like, you know, you easily run out of lives on this stage. No problem. I mean, you know, I, I believe it's unlimited continue. So whatever. But still, you know, uh, it would, you don't want to keep having to do it. Right. It's punitive for sure. Uh, and there's an, also another, yeah, this is, this is a cool ass level. There's a, there's a really notable sequence after that as well, where the screen goes to complete blackout and you have to just progress blindly through it. And yes, that was really cool. Yeah. You sporadically bump into, they're called hotheads, the robots and they throw fireballs at you briefly. And when they do that, they illuminate the environment, you know, for, for a second. So you can kind of see everything and then it goes black again. And you go a little further, which is, yeah. Very cool. And the second energy band sequence, uh, you, like, you go through that and you get another one of those energy band things and it is a, like, just... That was a, that was yeah. the worst. <laughs> it took the me worst. so many saves coming loads. <laughs> like, I, mean, <laughs> dude, I don't know, 15? Like, a shit ton. <laughs> uh, but it's still, like, it's so, granted, I shouldn't say still, like, with that mechanic or with that available to me, uh, I still, like, I had a great deal of fun because it, it was just so... It is such fast twitch, like go 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 go. You know, mm-hmm. uh, like you never feel safe. Like it now, you for never for the slightest second do you feel like, oh, I'm ahead of the, I'm ahead of the game here. Yeah, no, um, you just gotta keep going. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, you're never getting to the end of it and not being like, oh, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, so much precision and trial and error. Like I just can't imagine how frustrating it must have been the kids on OG hardware. You know. Oh yeah, I I actually surprisingly made it on the first try, but I, again, I think it's because I just like instinctively remembered because it was stressful, <laughs> right. super stressful. I, I made it through, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I did it! Yes, I'm done. Good." That's pretty impressive first time, even even with a little bit of memory. I mean, unless you get to the point <laughs> in this game where yeah, the whole thing is just like second nature. Yeah, uh, it, would, it would be tough to to dust that on the first try, no matter what. So, boss battle with Quickman, uh, you get an uneven floor in the arena again, which uh, the impact is heightened here because of Quickman's dexterity. Like, he's very quick and he jumps around fast, so you being impeded by and having to jump uh, certainly makes it more difficult for you than if it were a flat surface that you were fighting on, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and he jumps really fucking high, <laughs> and he fires out these boomerang projectiles that go up into the air, and then they home in on you. Uh, they come down and home in on to you. Uh, but honestly, all that said, it really didn't matter. I took his ass out with the pea shooter on the first try. Like it, he was not terribly hard. The, the level was much more difficult than the boss in this case, for sure. Oh yeah. I, I pretty much only had like my thought process was, okay, this guy's jumping, he's moving fast. So I immediately used the flash thing. Metal. Oh, I was going to say the metal. <laughs> no, I mean, clearly that is my go-to, but no, like for this, just because he was moving so fast, I, I figured, let me just freeze him. And that took his health down to 50%. After that, uh, so yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. Pea shooter. Half of him, yeah. And then he was done. Yep. I don't think I did that, but even though this was the very last guy that I fought, but it would me too. Smart. It would have been smart <laughs> to do so. Yeah. Uh, the, the one that like, I, his what the weapon that you get from him, the quick boomerang, is it's not the same. It's like just it is just a boomerang. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely it, not like the three. Yeah, no. yeah, homing fucking missiles that he, that he has, and that kind of sucked. I thought, but yeah, what have you? That is all eight of the Mega Man two bosses that you have to beat before you can take on Doctor Wily, and that is what we did next. And Whenever you beat the last of the eight bosses, you go straight from the weapon awarding screen for that boss to a really cool cutscene of Dr. Wily whizzing around in a spaceship 
and he gives you kind of a diabolical arch fiend eyebrow thing uh, at when the saucer opens up, and then he flies down into his overtly evil castle that we priced out earlier, and I liked this sequence enough to record it and post it all over our social shit. Uh, it's like a, a really fun and, and cool little cutscene, I think. Oh yeah, that was really cool. So, yet again, another instance of them taking some time to do something they probably didn't have to. So, you get, like, basically, you, you, you go into his castle, or you, actually, you don't even go into his castle. The first stage is, like, you approaching the periphery of it, and the there are, is it, is it five, I think, you're initially? Five or six, you're initially, like, like it like gives you, like, a little map kind of deal on the castle, and there's five or six data points, yeah. little skulls. That you five have. dots in the skull. Right. Uh, so, you gotta navigate through those to get through this little area here, so you start on the first one, and... It is, uh, like I said, I, I interpreted it to be the approach to the castle, like you're in a field kind of deal, and there's mm. uh, also really the, the, it might be actually the most iconic music track in the whole fucking thing. Uh, Seriously. Though. Right. Uh, which I believe we're going to get to here briefly <laughs> uh, when, when we talk about uh, King Lorik's Blessing. So uh, a little foreshadowing there on Jay's music tracks. And the on the enemy front, there's lots of those egg-dropping birds and the Weeble Wobble things that come up out of the ground like the holes in the ground that are also kind of just farming oh they're they're a little more annoying though they can get you so uh they're yep. not entirely a, a a health farming thing uh, as much as the other ones that i mentioned earlier but those are the two enemy deals here and they also put these big roadblock things that you have to use the wall crawling items to get up and over and i i kind of like that as a mechanic uh it forces you to use the items that you got. It's like, right, exactly. here you go, yeah, put them to use. Yeah, this is exactly. what they're for. Narrative significance and like the idea that Dr. Light specifically devised these things for you to use that he foresaw as being necessary later on. You know what I mean? Like, it's just pretty cool. Yeah, it's like a, 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 a effort to develop a narrative in a game that could easily never have bothered, not have bothered with one. <laughs> and, it, and it makes all your weapons useful. So there's not like, there's a point in the game where you have to use like pretty much every weapon. So right. I think that's cool. Yep, 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 yep. So you once you hit the castle wall, you go through a few of those roadblock things, you hit the castle wall, you have to climb up a ton of shit and work your way to a precision platforming sequence where you're attacked by the creatively named dragon, which is oh, a robot man. Dragon. dragon. Yeah, it's not easy. <laughs> <laughs> so not, frustrating. Yeah, not an easy thing. You have to be absolutely hauling ass across those little Yes. Uh, to knock I kept dragon. falling. Yeah, yeah, for sure, dude. Yeah, I, I actually wasn't falling a ton. I kept he kept catching up to me and just dust him. <laughs> if, he yeah. catches, if he catches you, you one hit down. So because yep. he, he actually, I shouldn't say that he he breaks the blocks. Like when he hits, he doesn't kill you. He breaks the blocks that you're standing on, and then mm -hmm. you fall and die. So yeah, I I it was not. I died quite a few times. And if if you manage to get far enough out ahead of him, you will run from from him a bit as he keeps knocking each block away as he flies towards you, and then. You get to the end of this little sequence, and there's three of the little one-space block things in like kind of a vertical zigzag pattern that are now your surface from which to fight this boss on, which is like a <laughs> like a very intense decision. Uh, oh from, yeah, from a design standpoint, because yeah, I mean, it, so you you have to battle this fucker jumping back and forth on these three tiny blocks, and you gotta, so stressful. Yep, yeah, you got to shoot him in the head to do any damage. Uh, which is every but <laughs> every bit as much of an absolute breeze as it sounds uh, to say the least, <laughs> as far as the difficulty goes. But I mean, it actually, if you 
once you figure that mechanic out and and uh, if you're able to do the precision platforming part of it, uh, hopefully by now you've gotten good at that considering this game's thrown a lot at you platforming-wise, uh, it doesn't take that many hits to kill his ass. So to, you can say that about, you know, the it's not the easiest sequence to kick this fucking wily shit off with, but if you it doesn't take a million hits, you know, and that could have really been a uh, a real challenge if, if if that was required. So yeah, it was still tough. I had to stand on the top of the platform. I still kept getting hit by the daggone dragon. Yep, 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 yep. It took me a number of safe scums to get through this, <laughs> to say the least. So that's it, and they, there's really not a lot of hubbub uh, when you beat the bosses in these levels. So he dies, and then go, you back to the map screen, and you get on, and you move to the next skull. And the second skull, it's uh, an, I think I, immediately I noticed, and it's important to note that moving from stage to stage here, your weaponry meters do not replenish. They do not. Yeah, which is a. It big... was a tough. That was a, a life lesson I had to learn. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like your ass, the way you just burn through shit. Like my re- my resource management uh, practices came in handy here for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they. It was uh, if you use shit up in the state previous stage, it's not there, and like you don't get that shit. But you, when you die, it doesn't come back either. Like you have to continue. Yeah. Uh, to get replenished on that stuff, so that's pretty intense. Um, yeah, you can. Just so I up. did not do a lot of uh, playing around and trying things on this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can be very SOL when you really need it on the line if, if you are, are careless here. Your general health does reply uh, replenish though, so it's only with the 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 cannon ammo. Yeah, accessory cannon ammo rather. But I mean, thankfully that wasn't necessary on this stage because this stage was pretty easy. I mean, it's like a pretty much a metally kind of stage. Yeah. Same old, same old. Yep. Yeah, and it's really, I would say it's not all that the script is what I wrote down. And uh, the one thing I would point out is that early on, you have to ride your jet sled across this really long spike pit. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, there are two ladders that you can jump off onto. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the ladder ladder, like that wordplay, Jay? Ladder ladder. The ladder ladder. Yeah. <laughs> Leads to a multi-screen sequence of pretty much danger-free cash and prizes for, for, for the player who had the cojones to stay on the jet and not jump at the very first escape the game threw at you. The first ladder i so, jumped i didn't even know there was a second one i was like exactly, oh, ladder, yeah, I'm good. i didn't know either yeah I, I i did the same and yeah if you if you're able to hold out or know to hold out there's energy canisters there's one-ups there's some uh like accessory energy pills which are like we already mentioned uh of heightened importance in in these stages so yeah there's there's, there's a pretty nice uh pretty nice come up if you're if, if you hold out and do the second ladder but i did not either i did not have the balls of steel required so <laughs> uh I, I i spent those numerous screens looking at all the treats i forewent uh as we mentioned earlier this game will do to you so that's <laughs> yeah, uh that's fun anyhow uh you convert uh converse to 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 the uh rather not notable level the mini boss here is very fucking cool the, yeah yeah you, it's unique yeah, for sure. You drop into this pink room. Uh, it's shaped kind of like a bottle, I guess, is what I would equate it to. And the walls, ceiling and floor, are made up of individual little blocks. And when the thing starts, every few seconds, two opposing blocks emerge from the surface, from opposing surfaces, and join together in the middle of the room before they fly at and attack you. And it's, yeah, it's, just a, it's a really cool mechanic. And learning to anticipate where the next blocks will come from is a very satisfying pattern recognition thing, you know. Um, oh yeah. yeah, and the funny part here is that you you talk about my resource management. This is precisely a point where I was out of a lot of ammo, 
So I was not, I was literally shooting one time. Every time the blocks came, that was my only shot. Cause that's would, all I had. Would would use up with the, with my metal blade. Oh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I beat this ass with a pea shooter, and it took me a number of tries. Again, I was actually watching. You know, I had a playthrough running on the side here as we were doing this, and earlier on, I saw th- this sequence, and they were using the metal blade because you have those directional capabilities, and mm-hmm. that would have been super nice in this. Because yeah, if you can shoot the fucker before he comes down so far that you have to. I was doing it with a pea shooter, so I got to wait till he comes <sighs> low enough. Dude, you're like playing the game with one hand tied behind your back. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, I, I, know, <laughs> I know. Tell you about it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I told you I'm a masochist. That's what I said. <laughs> so, yeah, it took me quite a few tries to beat this dude. But, yeah, it's, it, doing so was very satisfying. When I, when I got it right, I was, it, you know, it, it had the... I, I, I talk about that a lot with these boss battles, or I have talked about that a lot with these boss battles, uh, and you know, not just this game, other any game. Like, the, you know, these... Let the, the the bosses towards the end of the game need to make you feel like you just did some shit, you know what I mean? Yep. And if they don't... The game failed, in my opinion, and this very much. I was like, it took me a number of tries. I was upset <laughs> <laughs> a few times while it was happening, but when I got through it, it was like, yeah, got it. <laughs> I did uh, that. Yeah, and that's you know that that's key to really uh, making a good game. I think I should. I need to feel like. Agreed. That. Agreed. So that's the second one. Moving on to area three. The environment is way cooler looking here. It's like a like a shit infested sewer sequence uh they do have those one hit death morning star things though oh man my body remembered the stress <laughs> of trying to avoid this like the spikes in the water yep yeah and this one it they really you know they turn it up a notch with those two here because they have the one of the like, well, serious falling sequence here where you in yeah completely unrealistic fashion you just haul ass down a chasm of water right uh, <laughs> uh, and you have to precise, like just very precisely, nudge yourself away from the morning stars lining the walls, like like to the left and right, you know, uh, oh, yeah. get around them. Which is yeah, it's it's I died a few times there too. Uh, but other than that, there's not a lot going on here. The the mini boss is Guts Dozer, which is a massive sprite of a brute mm-hmm. robot on tank treads, and he like, comes out from the right side of the screen and he lifts his fist up. And these things come bouncing out of his tummy. And honestly, like I again, just pea shooter, I was like pretty aggressive about it. And if you just jump up onto his platform, like the that is treads, like above mm-hmm. his treads there, jump onto that platform, and you can just fucking you gotta hit, hit him in the head, you can kind of just bully through um this pretty easily. Like it really wasn't all that difficult to be honest with you. Yeah, I thought the same thing. I, he was kind of like toasty. Like for as big as he is, I thought it was going to be much harder. So yep. I was kind of surprised. Yep. Yeah, it's it's a step back, I think, relative to that very cool and more difficult boss prior to this. You know, I don't yeah. know. But again, that's kind of like ebb and flow stuff. You know, maybe that's again the the master composer here, just fucking just kind of nice, making yeah. it not all just hard, intense, harding hard. Right. Right. I like it. Uh. So. Stage four is built around an environmental, like kind of an environmental hazards deal as well. There's some mirage floor stuff that you can fall through. Like it doesn't look like a pit, but it is. <laughs> yeah. This was, is weird too because this is uh, one of those things like came to me memory wise. Like I remember where those fucking things were. Yes. Which is interesting so, to me because so much of this I did not remember, you know. I I remembered there were parts of these floor where it happened, but I didn't remember the parts. Like I was wrong about where they were. Uh, yeah, I didn't get every one. <laughs> there were a few where I was like, oh, no, I need, no, I know I need to do that. Yeah. Uh, 
which is, you know, cool. Whenever that happens, little nostalgia ticks are fun. And the, so yeah, you, you like, there's a handful of those that, that move on tracks where like the environment requires you to do some like, real time problem solving to, to, to get through <laughs> like, like a little conveyor or a little, like a very small little platform that's moving around on like a wire or something and it'll pass through things where you gotta like you gotta see that coming and jump to a, like a safe point and then jump back onto the platform yeah behind the area, you know so there's a lot of that stuff or a number of those here and and uh those are again that's kind of like real-time puzzle solving shit that i really dig so those those were fun and i liked those the fourth instance of that of these things, the fourth screen of these requires like an absolute apex predator video game player timing <laughs> situation. It like it, it, it oh. like, I don't know. It just it encapsulates everything that makes this era of gaming better than today's. Like it <laughs> like it just it's a level of hard and perfection <laughs> that you just games just never expect of you anymore. You know, and I think it's uh, I don't know. It's kind of a bummer. I think, uh, but yeah, you have to stay on this little tiny block as the platform comes at you. Like you gotta like get off of it and wait for it to do this whole thing that's gotta go around the room and do, and then you get, when it's coming at you after it's done that whole deal from this one little single block platform, you gotta jump, you gotta time it out so you jump and hit that platform as it's moving towards you at the exact right moment where it's not too far from you where you can't get to it, but it's close enough to you where you can, and then also is close enough to the platform you got to get to on the other side of it. So, like, it's the exact fulcrum, or, mm. you, know, you know what I mean? Like, the exact midpoint that, that you need to be able to assess and, and, and spot and then also physically make the jump. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a very difficult little uh, jump to make. And uh, I'm pretty sure I used the, that jet on that part and just it? passed over. Yeah, because I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure this is a jump, but whatever, I'm just going to use this. <laughs> yeah, 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 I was like, move on. All right, I, I actually nailed it on the first try. I was so proud of myself. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I played Red Dead Redemption two for months and never once got the feeling of satisfaction I got for making that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, modern gaming. What are yeah. you gonna say? Very different. Very different. Um, yeah, it's funny. Like I was playing that Last of Us. Like even you know that was I don't know what that was. I don't. Know, five years ago six years ago or something like even that like there there's some shit in that that has me i'm stuck at a place and i'm it's annoying as shit and it's hard and like i feel like i you know i don't know doom i should say that like doom vr i've had like there's a spot in that i've never gotten past and i've just like banged my head to the wall and never been able to beat it but i feel like most games do not just don't have that kind of like just fuck this is hard moment yeah um, there's just it's just not nearly as punitive as it used to be. Oh, well, I mean, I, plus, I mean, you can say we can save everything now, you know. Whereas before, we you, we'd have the ability to do that, right? For sure, yeah. Well, we can circumvent it with this uh, the safe stating stuff. But well, yeah, yeah now well, that's awesome. <laughs> for sure, for sure, yeah. And then and then we had to walk uphill both ways. So, All right. <laughs> yeah. And the, uh, the, uh, the mini bass, yeah, mini bass, the mini boss here is pretty fucking cool also. So they, again, yes, maybe, maybe it is just, uh, the ebb and flow thing I mentioned. Uh, you enter a room with five of these sensor looking devices kind of deals on the walls. And there's a number of those crash man blockades, uh, kind of interspersed about the room. And those are blocking 
you being able to at least easily get to the sensors that you need to blow up. And the sensors, every few seconds, they in unison fire, like every 10 seconds maybe it is, they fire in unison kind of this homing shot that all fly at you. So you're getting hit as you try to figure this out. Uh, and like so you're under this time uh, crunch. And then you also only have, you have a full, if you don't have a full Crash Man thing here, you're really fucked. But uh, <laughs> even if you have a full Crash Man meter, you can't blow up all the barriers and blow up all the sensors. So this room requires you to, again, while you're being shot at, real-time problem solve, you know, which is awesome, I think. So you you call it awesome. This was easily the hardest, most frustrating level of the entire gameplay for me because really? i didn't well i didn't realize that at the beginning first of all so i went in here and i was like okay clearly i got to use the crash thing so i just went to work blowing the things up <laughs> yeah i did too not knowing that like i had a limited amount and so then i was kind of like okay i was just kind of screwed because no <laughs> other weapon worked and i was like well damn you know so and even then once i went back i came back with full crash and i was like all right i'm not going to do that it was like it took me like two times or three times to even realize, like, I don't have enough. I need to sit here and be strategic about it and figure out how I do it. Yep. Yeah. I, need, I mean, yeah. Get and so I had to go back and do the level again, like, from that, you know, whatever part you die at, since you don't just start right outside of the boss. Yep. Oh, I hate yep. it. So much hate. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 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 Very punitive. Uh, uh, but yeah, it is, it is, it is cool. Like, uh, the, you, you gotta, like, I think I used, uh, I can't remember exactly what I did. I didn't write it down either, oddly. Or no. Yeah, you, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah you got to use the wall crawling thing in one instance, and you got to use the platform, the number one item, in another instance to get up and over uh, instead of blowing up, I think, a couple of the crash barriers. Yeah. So that is the solution. Yeah, you don't, you, obviously, it's, it's, I, I would love to know, like, it's an impossible uh, study to conduct, but I would love to know the universal. Uh, like how many people have walked into that room for the first time and done it right? You know, like what is the number of, what is the success rate, first time success rate of that boss? Like it's got to be just minuscule. <laughs> it, has, it has to be because it's not like you can like pause it and look at like your full screen and like dissect what's going to, ha- what you should do, you know? For sure. She's got a real time. <laughs> yep. So that's that's cool. That's that's good boss design in my opinion. Uh, and actually, I had a pretty fun and cool thing happen to me on my victory safe scum <laughs> of this boss. The so the last remaining sensor and I died at the exact same moment. What? My, yeah, my main man, Mega Man here. <laughs> he he actually started to explode as he does on death. Uh, and my life meter was like it actually read as empty. And but I had fired before that happened. I had fired my last crash bomb at the bottom right sensor, and uh-huh. it all it, like I had already done that. And it I, I guess the NES processor's math decided that was sufficient <laughs> victory. <laughs> yeah, and like, yeah, and, and like it, it it was uh it was wild. Yeah, I I, I was the 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 fucking Microsoft gameplay capture app thing that's on Windows. Uh, I was able to retroactively record it. And I wasn't, you know, I didn't think nice. that, that as a boss battle. So I was able to retroactively record it. And uh, that's all on our, on our, on our fucking social shit too. It's pretty cool. Like it, it, it's yeah. Super interesting. You can see him start to die, but I progressed successfully. It was, it was pretty cool. Kind of so, nice. They give you credit for that. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was, I was also surprised because this is, yeah, this is not a forgiving game. 
I'm surprised that works out in my favor. Uh, on to Wiley 5. I absolutely love the BG, the background on the screen. Uh, it's like the uh, kind of like the epileptic <laughs> Dr. Wiley teleport system computer interface thing. Yes, going. the refights. Yep. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. The, bo- the level is cool shit, too, because, yes, this is uh, as, you know, it's kind of what this game franchise is the mastermind of and what it's you know, maybe even most known for. Oh yeah. The boss rush is, you know, uh, what it's been called. And it is where you fight all the stage bosses in a row before the final boss battle. And, uh, yeah, Mega Man is widely regarded as the very first instance of this in a video game, which is just so fucking cool that to design a game where you create a new thing, like it, like, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, your NES games at this time, oh, this is pretty early still, I guess, 89, uh, oh yeah, we, we have not got into the total glut of 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 just you know a ridiculous amount of licensed and sh- licensed and shitty games, uh, hundreds and hundreds of games that no one wants to play. Uh, but there's <laughs> so much product of the, on the system that the idea of any one of the titles um, having created something unique, I think, is just so notable and so so uh, worth being credited. Completely agree. Yep. So there, yeah. So you know, you have the the cool ass little computer thing going on in the background, and then there are also eight portals evenly distributed around the room. Each one takes you to a battle area, a battle arena, rather, with one of the previously fallen bosses. So, I hadn't done it prior to this, but I looked up the best weapons against each because there's no time for dumb shit. Nice. I looked it all up, and even with that. And saves coming my ass off. This was crazy difficult. So really, uh, yeah, the idea of doing it without that luxury as a child on OG hardware again just makes my soul hurt, man. Dude, uh, I, I feel like it's got to be like your controller or something because I thought this was like cakewalk. I started at the top left of the well, screen. You've already established you went around. Man, savant. <laughs> fucking go. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I mean, thank the the one that the saving grace. Thank baby Jesus. Each one drops a large health pill when you true. Kill them, you know, yeah, which was much because otherwise it would have been even more of a bitch. So after you knock out all eight, only really uh, is worth talking about is the exact same battle. Like nothing about them is any different or harder. I don't believe, in my opinion, but nope. just the the fact that you have to tackle all eight in a row is where the challenge is. And uh, after you knock out the eighth, another portal appears in that that room, and it's like center mass near the ceiling in the middle. And you, as all center mass things are, <laughs> and <laughs> you, you uh, your first battle with Doctor Wiley goes down in there. And he, you go through that portal, and he's a you're confronted with a massive spaceship sprite that takes up most of the screen, and he moves towards you and uh, kind of like uh, like towards you and back while firing a projectile that flies in a down to upward elliptical pattern. Um, and if you jump this one, you can and time it out right. You just like pelt the cockpit with fire. Uh, it's honestly pretty fucking easy. <laughs> really? Uh, See, we, we're like the opposite here. I thought I died several times on this stupid ship. Like really? I just cannot get the. Yeah, I don't know what it was. Yeah, man. If you if you you just you just. Again, with just the pea, I was just using the pea shooter here, dude. Uh, just pelt in the cockpit with fire, and then once you drain the life bar all the way away off that, because uh, I was it was it was just a matter of timing with the jumping. I was able to time the jumping over that projectile pretty easily. But nice. Um, I feel like he kept changing his like because I tried to do that and he kept changing it. I was like, is he like adjusting to my jumping? Like I don't know if I just activated hard mode because I'm so amazing or what happened, but it was, <laughs> it was very difficult for me. I'll teach yeah. you, you know. Uh, Different strokes for different folks, Jay. Some people are good, you know. 
what, what makes life interesting. The uh, once you drain his life bar all the way, the protective covering like flies off the cockpit, and you can just you can see the prick then uh, for the first time. So once that, that happens, cool. yeah, that is cool. And and once that happens, the his the projectile flight pattern changes, kind of into the sine wave deal, and that is pretty tough to avoid, if not impossible. Because uh, it's kind of yeah, like it, it goes so high. There's just no way. I don't think you can. Um, so you're kind of just taking damage there, and then and it's just kind of a kamikaze mission where can can you hit him enough times before he gets you? You know. Yeah. Uh, I tried the metal man guy on the on the second part of the battle, and it was pretty devastating with his ass though. So I actually did switch. Nice. So for the first time, metal man coming in, uh, coming in like, <laughs> late to the game. <laughs> yeah, late to the game, but eh, better late than never. True. Uh, so then you 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 come out of that and you go back to the castle map screen and how? So yeah, it was five, not six initially. So there's five data points there initially, and you come out of that one, you're thinking you just finished the game, and another. But fucking, wait, yeah, there's more. Yeah, another skull data point pops up on the screen, and uh, you you take off for that so yeah pretty pretty big psych mega fucking moment there uh it's probably like such like yeah think about that i always think about this in the context of like a kid and like it it, you know these game when you're little like this every it's just so important to you (laughs) blows your mind yeah so like just but yeah like the weight the emotional weight of the scenario is so fucking huge that like the idea of that happening when you're a kid and it being so much to you, like the that's six one pop, and you like you think you beat the game, like you think you did it. You think, oh you, yeah, it's over. Yeah, it's over. You you conquered the mountain, da 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 da, and then nope, one now more you, level. Yeah, now you actually got to fight the boss, and it's got to be just like ah, oh, it's it's <laughs> like it, and it's really cool, like the whole like blood dripping type of thing. Like you're not even really fighting enemies; you're just avoiding this evil like acidic yeah. blood drips like i thought it was kind of cool yeah, just no, different yeah for sure yeah it was uh it gave it more dramatic weight yeah it's it, again just good game design and good storytelling man like it gave it dramatic weight to to yeah. not have to again kill a bunch of dumbass robots like it felt like you know it, it made it more serious yeah i agree it was cool and then here you go using the lowly weapon of the game the bubble <laughs> well dude i I did not know that. <laughs> oh, that is the one thing I did remember. Like, I still remember, like, yep, the final boss of the game, you got to use this crappy little bubble weapon that you barely ever used. I don't think I ever beat this guy before. So I did not ah. have, I'd have the experience to rely on, and I didn't look it up. So, yeah, I yeah, I went through that shit. Like, you, you're, like it's kind of worth mentioning, too, before you do even get to that, the things dripping. Like, you fall... For a long time like you're in this cabin mm, and you yeah. fall for a long time three or four screens and there's no music for the first time in the game there's no music so yeah it's, it's eerie yeah yeah very heavy dramatic choice there uh just dripping blip, 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 blip. <laughs> so yeah so there's there's it's 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 super easy like the, you know, if you time it out like i i i went super careful because i didn't you know i i definitely had never been down here before and so i took it super slow and super careful and Worked my way through there super slowly the first time, so didn't take any damage, of course. But really, honestly, once you like, after I died against this fucker I, and I had to go back through here, I, I was able to just cowboy through it, no problem. So, yeah, yeah not difficult, just a matter of going uh, and paying attention to what the hell is happening. So you reach a boss door after you get through that shit, like all the others, and inside, Dr. Wily, you go through the door, and Dr. Wily comes down in his little flying saucer deal, and then transforms into an alien form that flies around in, honestly, a, a fairly predictable pattern, uh, mm-hmm. as far as 
movement goes. But he, and he also, even honestly, the 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 projectiles are also kind of boring. <laughs> like, like, yeah, it's like your arm cannon weapon kind yep, of for the most part, more painful. Uh, which I didn't think of it like that because that has some sort of like, I don't know. Uh, again, the feel the flow. It's circular. That's kind of like coming back around, like a little bit of a, like a opposing forces kind of deal to it. I like the idea if I felt that way that mm. that it's using your weapon against you. But it, to me, it just looked like a shitty little. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So I so I came into this dude. I had been especially towards the tail end of the game. I had been safe scum my ass off. So I had built up a nice little reserve of shit. I had three energy canisters. I had a number nice. of lives. So I came into this, uh, like, you know, not worried about having any trouble, basically. And I couldn't figure out what the fuck, the, nothing did damage against him. And yep. for some reason, Bubble Man was the last fucking thing I tried. <laughs> of course, because yeah, why would you? Yeah, because it's just, yeah, it's just to me, like, Bubble, fuck, jeez, no way. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, I sapped, got sapped of all the lives I had, all the energy canisters. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I died. So I went through all that, and like I figured out the bubble thing, like right at the very end of that whole using all those things, you know. And uh, I didn't. Oddly, I'm surprised I didn't, but I didn't save scum. I was like, "Fuck that! I can beat this goddamn guy." So I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I I just fucking went back through the cavern and, and took his ass on again. And I went in there with the bubble thing and. Yeah, I only had I had maybe maybe a little more, but about half of the bubble cannon left on the second go round, you know. Which is just another instance of like, what the fuck, man? If you've burned your bubble cannon up before you got here, like you're just assed out. You're just game. ass out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, such a brutal game design thing. Uh, there are there are no, and I think it's also worth saying that there are no blue pills anywhere once you hit the boss rush area. So like, you haven't seen an uh, uh, an ammo replenishment. Thing and forever at this point, so oh, yeah. or punitive that the you know that you need to use that one uh, item and nothing else hurts them. But uh, yeah, I'd be the second time around, I'd be just straight up with the bold thing and uh, like nice again. I do just a smidge of life left, uh, and I of course recorded that video and it's will be it's on our socials already. It'll be in our show notes. Uh, yeah, how was your how was your deal with with the final boss? It was pretty easy because like yeah, that was one of those things that. I completely remembered the bubble weapon was the way to go. So I didn't remember the pattern immediately, but you know, I picked up on that easily. So yeah, I, I pieced him up pretty quickly. Yeah. It's like, yeah, there's nothing about it. if you have, if you, yeah. yeah, you know what the fuck to shoot his ass with and he's not in, in uh, invincible, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. not a terribly difficult boss at all. Yeah. But I mean this, I, I love the fact that afterwards it goes through the whole cutscene with the different seasons and, Oh yeah. Know, Oh, hey, Mega Man walking with the oh, hey, so awesome. Did you fucking, well, before we even get there, let's let's slow down, Jay. When, <laughs> when you, you you kill the dude, uh, it's a, a pretty cool thing happens. Like he dies, and then it's revealed you were battling him in like a simulation of some kind. Oh yeah, I forgot about it. yeah. Yeah, the, the space background fades away, and you see you're in a room with him. Uh, he's like he's just in the corner, just like jacking around with the joystick. Or yeah, <laughs> and like and, and the, it's also it's cool too because it's not just like nothing now. It's like there's like this fucking thing that was like I guess what you were battling. It's like a sensor or something just flying around yeah. above the two of you that he's still controlling. But he he like does that for a, like a couple beats, maybe longer than he should, and then he realizes he's totally fucked <laughs> and just jumps out from behind his little control panel and starts groveling at your feet for forgiveness.
forgiveness, like the little bitch that he is, you know, uh, which is cool and very satisfying. Appropriate. Yeah. Yep, appropriate and satisfying. And then, yeah, it cuts from there to this, like, super sad song scored cinematic. <laughs> uh, and, like, yeah, can you explain to me what the fuck was happening there? Like, is he so, so taking home and it's taking a really long time? Like, what's with the seasons thing? Yeah, I, I don't it's, really understand the seasons. It's because there's, like, a pink season and, like... <laughs> That's like spring. You know, it's like cherry blossoms, <laughs> you know. Like, I, at first, I thought it was, okay, it's going through all the colors of the different, you know, weapons the different suits he's gotten but it, it's clearly not that it's almost just kind of season so were there like it, it's like it's this whole real meta thing where at the end of the day it was this dark time we went through the rainy season now like it's blossom now it's summer I, I don't know it's weird it's it's a new day in the mega man world yeah so yeah he does this, <laughs> he does this little walk through all the scenes here and it it you can see like there's this uh this image next to him as he's doing this that also experiences the seasons that he's seemingly experiencing there as he walks mm-hmm. and it's like this it's like a it's like a, a valley with these little cottages peppered all over it and uh it goes from that if you go through the season thing it cuts to it wraps us up with like a it's a screenshot of that valley seemingly it's a different look of it but it's it's seemingly that same valley the same little hamlets or whatever and his helmet is sitting unattended in the grass by itself, uh, as all unintended things do. Also, speaking of redundancy, that I've already done twice now. Uh, <laughs> I th- uh, so yeah, I thought I had beaten the game as a kid, and, and, and even though I wasn't sure about that boss thing, but seeing that image, it was like a really cool final image. Mm-hmm. I, I've never seen that in my life, and I'm absolutely certain I would remember because that's cool enough to never forget. So I, I definitely never beat this game, and I, that's when I was sure that was the case. Nice. Yeah, he had to take his helmet off. He's done. No more fighting. Right. Which is not true because they made eighty-seven thousand. <laughs> oh, right. This is only the beginning. <laughs> yeah. You have twelve hundred more yeah. bosses. Yeah, to you fight. don't even you don't even know how early you are in your little journey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So they go from that to you get the obligatory credit sequence with a bunch more music that I didn't recall having heard yet. So they're still dumping awesome new music on you here, which was fucking great. Side and, note, there's a lot of names here, so maybe all those guys did get their names. <laughs> are they real names, though? A lot of these games will have names, but they're just fucking... Uh, I don't know. I mean, I did not vet them. Are, but are so... they are they just real people, though? Are they... Are they... A lot I of... mean, they're definitely names. Uh, I don't know. I'll have to follow up and check out. Mega Man in credits. Mega Man 2... Oh wait, maybe not planner AK programmer HMD. Hmm. Yeah, see, like they some some of them have full names though. Yeah, that's yeah, that's usually how it is. Some some interesting. Yeah, oh, Metal Man. I, yeah, I love how they each guy has their own. Are they saying that those guys designed Airman in the stage, or are they saying that those guys are they just like? They, I don't know. There's there's pick, a lot more people like named later. So yeah, I, I don't know if like they pick those people. Boss, yeah, know? I don't know. Cool either way. Anyhow, that uh, yeah, you get to the, you go through that, and at the end of this sequence, they also they thank you. They they wrap it up by thanking you for playing, which I like. It's nice. Nice. And it's they didn't. I didn't clock a single typo in that fucking end credits. <laughs> I five Capcom. There you go. Games cannot manage that for sure. <laughs> uh, they actually had a, a solid translation team work on this baby too. So again, another another. Uh, outcome of taking your time and making a game with care. Uh, look what can happen. Um, 
so many of these games were not the case. So yeah, man, it, it left me feeling satisfied and accomplished the way a great game or movie or story or any mag fucking nificent piece of art is supposed to, you know? <laughs> Hell uh, yes. Yep. Definitely. I mean this I mean, this is a classic. Like I've I've played through this game several times now in multiple decades, clearly, and it's still fun. Yep. Well, let's get on to the blessing. Aforementioned Dr. Wiley Castle Stage 1 theme, bringing us to King Lord's Blessing, our collective feelings on whether or not this game is worth your time, our time, anyone's time. And Jay, was it worth your time? <laughs> uh, yeah, was there ever <laughs> any doubt? I mean, come on, the music is stuff that my, like, people, the music is stuff that's on Spotify right now. Like, my daughter listens to it, like, in her free time. The game, the levels are unique. You're stealing your boss's powers. I mean, it's it's just really well done. I loved it as a kid. My kids love it. I love it as an adult. Like, well, what is not to love about it? <laughs> uh, so, does it get King Lord's blessing? Absolutely. <laughs> Let it be blessed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. I don't even know where a person would or could begin to form an argument that this game doesn't deserve any and all blessings, let alone King Lord's. Uh, it's the Agreed. perfect amount of challenging. The music and art are some of the, if not the absolute, no joke, best on the system. The yep. controls are tight. The enemies and environmental challenges are varied and original. It's a fucking masterpiece. It's it just, I mean, I don't even know. It's, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <It's so funny. laughs> what can you say? Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, it's not, like, I don't think I think of it as, because I got off the train. Like, I've I've mm. never played, I think, three maybe might have been the last I ever played. Like, I don't... Really? Yeah, oh, man. I've never played any of that Mega Man X shit. I've never played any of the newer ones on any of this. Like, just, I didn't... Like, I think they went to the PlayStation side, mm-hmm. and, and that was not... I did not dick around in that realm much, if at all. So, yeah. like, that was part of the thing, I think. And... I don't know. Yeah, I kind of just got off the train, and I've just never gotten back on. So it just it doesn't hold as long running of an importance to me. So I gotcha. think that's part of it. But uh, yeah, it's just it's just nowhere near in the like I don't hold it in the same historical regard as I hold like Zelda or Mario or Metroid or any of the kind of like the bigger franchises. But like yeah. this game specifically, and uh, even just, like I said, all three of these first ones, I like them all. Uh, are just it's huge i think they're yeah just uh, such important games and they did fucking incredible things for for what the the technology they were working with for sure oh yeah word so uh sounds like a two for two situation for king lord's blessing and that is our episode on Mega Man 2 for the nintendo entertainment system so the next thing up is Nintendo Power Issue 6, which I'm looking forward to, our first uh, Nintendo Power Together, Jay. And yeah. you can subscribe to the pod on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Android, TuneIn, Podbean. Please rate and leave positive shit for the pod on whatever platform you do listen to it. And 
The website is nyhentertainment.com forward slash isohpod. You can email us at isohpodcast at gmail.com if you want to talk shit to us privately. And you can follow the pod on Facebook. There's a link to the YouTube gameplay videos playlist and ISOH subreddit in the show notes if you want to fuck with around us there. Jay, what are your socials? Uh, you can just catch me, Gentleman JB, without the second E. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much everywhere. Uh, word. And my Instagram is at my shift key is broke. My Twitter is at Josh Folan. And okay, bye. Jay, you got to say bye. Bye. Ha, 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 ha.